When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Hey, friends. Welcome to Spiced Chaos. Yes, welcome. I'm so excited. Today is such a fun day. We have a really cool guest that we're going to get to in just a minute. Okay, I'll pull it back. I'll hold, I'll hold it back. You got to hold it back. You got to hold it back. Just let's not scare her away. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we all know that I am fangirling just a little bit about this particular guest because I kind of love her. And she's like one of the sweetest humans ever. Um, she really is. She is like hands down, like the smartest, coolest, like a woman's woman through and through. Heck yes. And we are just so like honored to have her here. And we'll talk about her in just a moment. Right. Especially but, the day after International Women's Day. I know. I know. That's so exciting. So, um, but first of all, I want to tell you guys that over there, that voice that you hear over there is Caitlin from Creating in Chaos. Hey. And over there is Leanne from Spice Plants. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> It's, we are just thrilled beyond all measure that we get to make a podcast today. That's right. And, and, um, and yeah, I'm just so glad good... I get to talk to you again. I know. I know. <laughs> have you had a good week? How's your week? Um, okay. So last week it was just busy. I had to, well, I got to drive to Salem and like see my colleagues for work meeting. And, but now, I mean, when this episode is live, my week's just starting and I think, fingers crossed things are slowing down a little bit. How about you? How are things going over there for you? Um, well, so far, so good. The week was busy and, um, you know, I had some major recovering to do. (laughs) Yes. Um, from last weekend's shenanigans. That's right. But, um, (laughs) I feel like I am back at 100 and I have an observation coming up this week and I don't know what day he's coming in, but we had our conference at the end of the week last week and had a really nice chat. My, um, assistant principal and myself had a, we had a really nice chat and, um, he was like, I'll be in this week. And then that's going to be my last one for the year. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So, yeah. So I feel really like pumped to like make these awesome lesson plans and just like, once this week is over, it'll kind of all be behind me. So, you know, it's just, it feels really good. And that also means that the year is winding down and I'm looking at a planner right now. Ooh, which planner is that? Okay. Well, so I can see my wild styled (laughs) planner from where I'm sitting. Is that a happy planner? It is a happy planner. Oh, Um, and we won't get too deep into that, but I keep looking at this planner And what this planner represents to me is the end of the school year and the beginning of a summer. Ooh, 
yeah. Yes. So um, I have done some redating of the squad goals planner. Planners always be planning planner. Oh, I get mine on Monday. Yes. And I am already in that one. But mm-hmm. this one I'm not going to touch until July. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So, I'm just going to look at it and enjoy it. And I'm not even going to take the cover off for go wild. Like oh. I might just get some happy notes or something that have that like leopard cover. Yeah. Um, that one's cool. Cause it says wild ideas too. The happy notes. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So this one, um, I'm just going to kind of like stroke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you saying that you love your happy planner right now? I just want to clarify for all the people out there. Um, well, I do love these two particular happy planners right now. <laughs> Listen to um, her, you guys. She's still she's still giving me such a hard time about it. I know, I know. But um, I stopped today at Joanne and looked for some new stuff. I have a box for Mamby downstairs that still needs to be opened. So I'm I'm kind of like, let me just say this. I'm holding on to the edge of the train and it's dragging me behind <laughs> it. That sounds very appealing right now. Yes. I have not (laughs) been able to like run fast enough to catch up with the happy planner train and jump on it. You will. But, um, I'm getting my wits about me and I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. So pretty soon I'll be able to like really grab the caboose and just hop in. (laughs) Grab the caboose. (laughs) So why don't we introduce our guest for today because she is waiting patiently for us to talk to her. Yes, let's do it. I know. And I love her so much. You guys, today we have Nina of Nina Planning. Yay! Hi, Nina! Hi, Nina! Hi, ladies! Thank you so much for coming on the show. We have been so excited about you being here and just I'm kind of having like a fangirl moment a little bit. Oh gosh. (laughs) I I know, but I just think that you're so awesome. And um so our last guest was our last guest Lakin. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like super fun for me to have like a bunch of Erin Condren girls on, like one right after the other, because you know, that's kind of my jam and Caitlin's like, oh, Aaron Condren who? Oh, that's not <laughs> true. I, so I love a happy planner, but I love seeing what everybody does in their different planners. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Well, and I have kind of been like sliding back over into happy planner land lately because they had a oh. big release recently. So, the you know, tea. like I, yeah, I know it is the tea. Like I kind of jump in and out. But anyway, we are so happy to have you. And um, why don't you go ahead and just kind of tell everybody where they can find you and a little bit about who you are and everything in case there's anybody listening who doesn't know you. Sure. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I'm so flattered. I've been talking about this all week at work with my co-fellows because I'm just like, what am I going to talk about? I have to be interesting. And so they were like, you'll find something. You're very you chatty. You so interesting. Oh, my God. Totally. But, but um. <laughs> So where you can find me is at Nina Planning. It's my name and then the word planning after it. Um, it's my Instagram. Um, and who I am, I guess, um, I'm a physician. Um, I'm in Chicago. I'm finishing fellowship in oncology, so I'll be a blood and cancer specialist when I'm done in four months, which is really exciting. Um, I know. I Four months? I have, like, a daily countdown. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I... Yeah, um, and I just um, signed for a job about 45 minutes away, 
And so that's a big transition in my life right now. I also recently got married in November. Um, and so just kind of navigating kind of all of these new things this year in my life. But that's kind of me in a gist. Um, outside of work and my husband, I'm kind of just a big goofball. Like he always jokes that he, I'm like the strangest person he's ever met because I'm just kind of weird and silly, you know, when I'm not at work. Um, I love planning, of course. I love paper, which is why when you guys, when we were getting on to sign on to record together, I was so nervous because I'm so bad with technology. So I'm glad this is so seamless, though. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a planner girl at heart, a paper girl. Um, I have notes ready in my, actually, in my petite planner right here to talk to you guys about. So that is how dedicated I am to paper planning. <laughs> yes. Nice. Well, you're going to have to photograph that and put it on the Instagram so that people will know that you were like ready for the show. Right. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of have gotten to where I'm starting to plan not for Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. I know that that sounds shocking. Um, Caitlin, <laughs> I know that that's crazy. Right. But, who, who plans when it's not for Instagram? But today I just decided that I was going to make my spread and go ahead and write in it and not even bother with it before the pen. Yes, um, I'm right there with you. I did a pen to paper for my teacher planner this week. Like I did little sticker flags, but other than that, no stickers. Really? Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Well, um, so yes, you did just get married and let me just ask you, you had so many different kinds of wedding things. Um, tell the listeners <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> tell the listeners a little bit about, um, you know, just like where, like what kind of wedding you had and that kind of stuff, because some of them may remember seeing this on Instagram. Now, November sure. was a while back for those, you know, <laughs> where November was a long time ago in social media land. But, you know, there, there's probably people listening that will remember this once that, once you jog their memory. For sure. Oh, you guys are so sweet. I'm so flattered. We're so like, it was so cool to see people look at our cultures and just embrace it and get so excited. And it was just meant so much to us. Like we will cherish that part of it also. But um, basically, so I am a first generation Indian. My dad and mom came to the US um, when they were in their 20s. My mom, um, and then they basically, um, you know, had had their kids here. So the rest of my family, almost the rest of my family is in India. My husband um, was actually born in India, and then when he was 12, his family actually went moved to Canada, and then he spent the rest of his life there. So his family is actually in Canada. So when we were wedding planning, you know, we knew we wanted traditional weddings because for both of us, one of the things we connect on is our culture is so important to us. And we actually have different religions. We come from different parts of India, but we're both so close to our families and just have so much love for them and for our cultures that do overlap a little bit. We knew we wanted, you know, we wanted traditional Indian weddings. And then we were like, well, what country shall we do it in? Should we do it in the United States? But then how will everyone from India be able to come? Everyone from Canada be able to come? Should we do it in Canada? Would that be difficult for the other two? And we finally just settled on the common denominator is that most of our families in India and for us the important thing was to celebrate our wedding with our family and we knew that meant that some of our guests from the United States probably couldn't be able to come wouldn't be able to come um, but we really wanted it to be 
you know, about both of our families. We knew there was probably never another time where our extended families would all be, be able to be together. So that was really important to us. We settled on doing it in Delhi, which is where my parents are from. Baljeet's family is about six hours north. So they drove down in a party party van um, to join us for the celebration. So <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome. So can I just tell you that the amount of partying that goes into an Indian wedding, even though I know it's a lot, I mean, Baljeet's side partied so much. I have to tell you, ladies, the night like two nights before they left to come see us. So they have a party for two weeks before he even meets up with me to have our combined parties. Like that is what it's like. That's awesome. So, yeah. So one of the nights, like they were partying and dancing and stuff, and they went through like a hundred bottles of liquor. I'm not even kidding. Like the whole town. It's the entire town celebrates. Like everyone celebrates a wedding. It's just, that's part of the culture is that when two people come together, it's like families coming together. So it was just all of these celebrations. So Baljeet had already been partying for, he'd been on like spring break for a week and a half before he <laughs> yes. actually came to the wedding. Oh my god. So, gosh. and then, yeah. So then our side, you know, my time was kind of restricted with training. Um, I only had two weeks off. So I went and we did four days of stuff before he came. And then we have like a first, like we had a t- like a high tea basically when all of our guests came to the hotel and it was the girl side. So we met everyone. Then that night we had something called a Sangeet, which is where Buljeet's family came to the hotel. We met them. Um, we celebrated that night. The next morning I had a religious ceremony called a Haldi, which was just for my side and his family kind of relaxed. That night is the Barak, which is like one of my favorite things. It's when, um, in Indian culture, usually the groom used to ride it on a horse to come to the bride's village or wherever she lived to kind of be like, I'm coming for my bride. And so what's really cool about that part is he's received by the the bride's mom. So something really special that my mom and Vujit have to do together. So he came in. Um, he didn't want to come in on a horse. He came in in a Mercedes. He was really, really adamant about the car. So it was and then they they have a band. So he had this like super tricked out band with like bagpipes and swords and all of this stuff like walking him down and we he just walked down like kind of the hotel driveway basically and then his side my side receives his side and then they come um up to like this place where there's a stage where people take pictures of him it's like very almost like narcissistic i guess but it's what you do and then i had this like grand entrance where like my brothers actually all walk me in so rather than in, i think in western weddings when a parent or a dad walks you in so it was my brother and my all my male cousins they hold this like giant like canopy above me made of flowers and that's how i walked into the wedding it was so amazing i felt so special that and then we had so the fun. hindu ceremony that night, yeah, the next, so the Hindu ceremony was the first night, and because I'm Hindu, my family is Hindu, and then the Sikh ceremony was the next morning, um, and that was um, in a Gurdwara, which is um, uh, the Sikh place of worship, basically, and then there was a lunch that day, and then that night, we had a big Hollywood-style reception, and that was like our homage, like a Western reception, basically, so it was a lot, (laughs) but it was so much fun. It was so wonderful, because I just, people would ask me, because I was kind of like the energizer bunny at the wedding, so they were like, how do you have so much energy to do all this, but it was like the only time in my life, like his extended family, my extended family, and all of my friends would ever be in one room together, so I was like, this is the most special thing in the world, because there's like three different countries and so many different cultures coming together like it was just it was so much fun wow that sounds like the party or parties of a lifetime that's phenomenal I I love the idea of the groom and his family partying for two weeks before the wedding like to me (laughs) that like the idea that the whole town is like so excited that there's going to be a marriage and right. it just it just seems so 
like a tribute to love, you know, totally. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is something that, you know, not now wedding, the wedding industry here in the West is huge, mm-hmm. but right. at the same time, there's something, there's something different about, about this party for two weeks in honor of this guy who's getting married. Right. Like, well, even just, right. like, the idea of a whole village coming together and, like, celebrating love and, like, the joining of a couple versus, like, a bachelor party where he's going to, like, go see other naked women potentially yeah, before like, he, like, sees right. bride. Like, yeah. yeah, like, the, the, the Western traditions are almost, like, nasty, uh-huh. you know? And, like, oh, my gosh, he's never, he's never going to be single again. Oh, right. He's a yeah. bad. It, it's... You know, it's almost like celebrating the idea of the union. And it's, mm-hmm. it sounds like that your cultures revere marriage rather than like roll their eyes at it, you know, you know, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that's very, it's definitely a celebration. So there's one part actually where uh, it's called a milni, which is just Hindi for meeting. So before um, we did it before the Sikh wedding, so that the last morning, um, like my dad and his dad met each other, they put garlands on each other and exchange hugs. And then like our cousins did it. And everyone who was like identical, so cousins, uncles, people like met in the middle and hugged each other like, oh, like this is my uncle and your uncle, and they're gonna hug. And it's an arranged thing you do before. So my mom was very stressed about these garlands. And at the time, Time. like it wasn't the right garland and I thought she was gonna faint I was like mom it's okay they have garland she's like these are not the ones I picked and so because there's so many details when you have six million events you know but mm-hmm. it's just so many things are so special and there's just all of these really amazing things that I'll cherish so for example the more the, the second day after the big first party the second day that morning Buljeet's mom and all of the female relatives came to my room and brought me all these gifts so they and his mom knows I love makeup so there was makeup there was this cute clutch in there this food and fruit and it was just kind of their way of welcoming welcoming me into their family and just to know that I'm just like a daughter to them and so that was really special and I saved all the baskets the fruit I had to eat there you can't bring the fruit back from India but I still have all of that stuff. And it's just so special because there's all these little things that we got to do that um, just hopefully made him feel welcome to my family. But I definitely feel so welcome to his family. Yeah, I love it. So all of these ceremonies and all of this stuff, did you have a paper planner where you kept all of this information? So I did a couple of things. I had a petite planner. Um, I really like the Erin Condren um, wedding planner and I mean, you guys know I'm a diehard Erin Condren girl through and through. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, it's it's more set up for a Western wedding, which, of course, like that's the target population. So it's, you know, they, you know, we had, you know, four receptions. So it's harder to put some of that stuff on there. You'd have to add a little bit of extra paper to it. So what ended up happening is that I had a petite planner um, in my folio that was dedicated to the wedding. And um, my dad and I had this, like, master Excel sheet. My dad is, like, Mr. Joseph P. Planner. Like, he is just, like, <laughs> yes. all about planning. <laughs> And so we would have these emails back and forth that I think the rest of my family, like I definitely get the planning bug from my father. So he would have, you know, 86 bullet points that were color coded with a sign with names and like him and I would read through them all and we'd go through them. And I think the rest of the family probably ignore these emails, but then we'd have to re-remind them. And so I'd color code things for each person in the family to help with, because when you put on a wedding like that, it does require everyone to help a little bit. So um, we definitely had a lot of emails and we had some Excel files going back and forth. And then I used a petite planner kind of on my own on this end. Yeah. Okay. So that sounds like kind of how we run the podcast. We have 
<laughs> we have a Google Doc. Yes, Google Doc over here. <laughs> we have a Google Doc that occasionally one of us will update, and then we have like our paper plans. So, because yeah. you know, planning this podcast is very similar to an Indian wedding, I'm sure. Like, a, you know, the planning, the planning, and planning it goes into this <laughs> podcast. It's not like spur of the moment at all. Oh no, no, we, we are never like. Completely have no idea what we're going to say. So how, so let's talk about planning just a little bit. Like how long have you been a planner and what brought you to Erin Condren and like what keeps you there and, you know, just all the planner things. Like, let's just talk about planners for a little while. Yeah, for sure. That's why we're all here and bonded together. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've probably been a planner girl my whole life. I mean, I remember like every day and or the best day in school was like when you get that planner. And I remember one year in fifth grade, they changed the planner and it was bigger. And I was like, yes, bigger is better when it comes to paper. I'm ready for this. <laughs> yes. And even in college, like when I would go get my books, like I was like, okay, I have to get the new planner this year. And then to the point that like one of my friends was more disorganized than I was that I purchased both of us planners at the same time and I put all of her assignments into her planner I don't think she used it but I had a blast and I color-coded it and I didn't add stickers but I had like like the old time page flag like very old like Martha Stewart Mm -hmm. sticker collection stuff um I mean she never used it I I wasn't crushed it was more fun just to create it for her but um I started doing this thing in college because I was I think I'm the same way now, but I was overexcited and I was involved in 15 organizations and I was in a sorority and I was pre-med, so I had a lot going on. And I just learned very quickly that if I could utilize my time wisely, I could do all of these things and still have fun. So I actually started planning out every half an hour of my day, which to some people seems extreme. I think to planner girls, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. That totally um, makes sense. It, oh, completely, yeah, right? Other people I tell that to, they're like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, that is the logical thing to do. I just got so relaxed when you said every 30 minutes. I was like, I I feel so at ease when I know, like, what every half hour is going to bring. Don't you? Don't you guys? Exactly. some of those hourly planners, I know people get up in arms if there's not a half an hour section. Yeah. So, definitely. Well, yeah. These most recent, like, last year's Erin Condren planners don't have the half hour. I mean, oh, I don't that's know, right. Like, that's where I was seeing that. That's right. Yeah, because um, I actually was just reading today in the Facebook groups, um, the Erin Condren, one of those Erin Condren Facebook groups, someone said, so will you hop back into an hourly life planner if they bring back the half hours? And people oh. are like, yes, yes, oh. we need the half hours. We need those half hours. <laughs> so, so these people get you. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel that way? Do you need the half hour? So I used to do that. And now I'm not sure because I think now – Maybe I'm just slower than I used to be in college. I am. I feel like I was like the energizer bunny then. And now I'm like, oh my goodness, I need half of that energy now. But (laughs) sometimes I think I'm okay with like an hour grace period because some of my tasks truly do take, you know, they're not half an hour things. And if I have downtime, I have a running to-do list I'll go through. Um, The thing I like about the hourly planner now, the new change. So I see the pros and cons of losing the half hour, but it actually expands the day. So they actually added more hours in the day, but as a result, you lost the half hour. So if they Mm -hmm. could find a way to have more hours in the day, and have half hours I think everyone would win but I like the way that it's laid out because let's say you have the eight o'clock a.m hour you have the top line for the first half hour and the bottom line for the second half hour isn't that the way it's laid out 
it's there's like a there's like a split between the hours so that you can separate like between the I, I, I don't have my hourly in front of me right now, but I do own one of those. And does the um, happy planner do half an hour? I can't even I, remember. I don't know. I've I've one never, I have never used an hourly happy planner. Um, I think I had one. Let me look. But, but you know what I do? What I do is I just take a piece of blank paper in the back of my planner and write out my schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's that a good is, idea. That is how I feel. And I don't have to do it every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't use an hourly every single day. But there are days when right before I go to sleep at night, I'm like, okay, tomorrow is going to be really busy. So let's just like work out every single hour of the day yes. so that I can kind of fit everything in. And I feel so much more relaxed before I go to sleep when I have my next day, like very much laid out in a hourly, half hourly kind of way. So I totally get that. And and college is when you really need it the most, because especially if you're trying to work in the partying and, (laughs) and the studying. (laughs) Heck yes. Yeah. Just for the record, the happy planner does only do hours as well. No half hours. Oh, okay. So it's, it's all right. So my half hours that I write down on my little piece of blank paper. <laughs> yeah, those are all you. <laughs> that's all me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, where did you go to school? Where did you go to undergrad? So I um, am born, I'm born and raised in Indiana. So I, I went in state to Purdue University. And I had so much fun. Um, uh, it was really hard to go from having fun in college to not having fun in medical school. That was probably the hardest transition ever. So I went to Purdue for uh, my undergraduate degree. And then I went to Indiana University for my graduate degree for medical school. Um, and then I moved to Chicago for training after that. And I've been in here ever since, basically. Um. So I'm assuming that it's not like Grey's Anatomy. So. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, there are actually more differences and similarities. And actually, when I was in when I was in college, I loved Grey's Anatomy. And then when I got to medical school and started working, I couldn't watch it. I was like, this is not realistic. First of all, you have you have like 15 patients on your list. You're each seeing like 15 different patients. Second of all, the elevators all work and no one is doing inappropriate <laughs> things in the elevators. Like third no of all, there are not this yeah, there are not this many catastrophic clashes and c- catastrophes happening in the world every other season, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's not dang quite like great. Oh, dang it. <laughs> dang it. I know. I was waiting to hear you like med school romance or something. Yes, like, oh my gosh, me and this guy in the elevator every time. It was always so steamy. (laughs) No, it's usually like me chugging coffee in the elevator and then running to go see the next patient. (laughs) Okay, do you know how they, on the show, they will like jump in and like take a nap in like a room? Is that a thing that happens? Like if you guys are on call for a long time, do you jump in and like Um, take a nap? So usually, like, during the day, that's kind of frowned upon. Um, yeah. You know, they want you to be awake. At night, you definitely have designated call rooms, so you can go sleep. Nice. And so you kind of hope you have, like, an hour lull where you can sleep. Um, when you're, like, when I was a senior in the, in the critical care unit in the ICU, I was, like, the senior resident. And we're the most senior person in the hospital. Like, our attendings are at home. We can call them as needed. So mm-hmm. you're kind of too paranoid to sleep. But you, I did 36-hour shifts. So I would tell oh, my yeah. intern, like, if there is a co 
code, shake me to wake me up if I don't run to it. Because right. I have to run those codes. So I was like, yeah. please shake me to wake me up. So like you kind of like, I think I can sleep for half an hour. And you can't use the Q word, which is quiet. Because if you say that, it's going to be. My one Grey's Anatomy <laughs> moment is it was a Sunday and I was a third year resident. And so I was a, a senior resident in the ICU was my last shift and there was a really critically ill patient um, who was very young who was in the ER and they you know they lost him and then got him back after doing chest compressions and we were taking him upstairs to the ICU to stabilize him from the ER where that, that had happened and he'd actually um, his heart had stopped twice in the ER so then we get him in the elevator it's myself and the person who's a respiratory therapist who's bagging the patient to give him oxygen to his lungs and I kid you not his heart stopped again in the elevator oh, so wow. I started doing chest compressions in the elevator as it's coming up the doors open and my interns are there and I'm like count my compressions and you know because you switch off and on people doing right. compressions so we wheeled him into the ICU as I'm on top of the bed doing compressions and that was probably my most Grey's Anatomy moment um wow. but that's probably the only one wow, wow that's wild. That, sounds, that sounds so exciting that's but, wild. I mean, my, that's... my aunt is a respiratory therapist, so she's told us some fun stories about, you know, people keeping people breathing for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and my mom is a nurse. She's a heart nurse. Oh, um, wow. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, but she, I feel like that her career was not like the exciting things. Um, like if she ever had to do a cardio version, it was scheduled, you know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. yeah. people that were like in a, in a difficult rhythm and had to come in and have like a scheduled, they had to get shocked, like scheduled by the doctor or whatever. Um, and then she used to read, um, oh my gosh, maybe, maybe you'll know, of course you'll know this word. She used to sit in front of a computer and read transcranial Dopplers. Yeah. TCDs. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's what she would do is that she would just read them. And then I don't know what she would do with them after she would read them. <laughs> but I just remember as a child, when I would go with her to work, she was sitting in front of this computer and they had these tapes that would like record people's rhythms for 24 hours, 48 hours or whatever. And then she would just watch them. And I was, and she's like, yes, I can read this. I can read the whole thing. And I'm just like, that is <laughs> mind blowing <laughs> yeah. to me. There's no words out there. Why are you reading? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of, but I mean, you know, people read music and there's no words. Right. I mean, that's like true. it's a language. Yeah. So, yeah. but, um, you know, that's, that's what she would do for like hours and hours at a time. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And she's like, no, they're very interesting. Like when they record what's happening with someone's heart for 48 hours, it's really interesting to watch. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> is it? Okay. <laughs> um, oh, and man. She, she always asked me like if I wanted to be a nurse or a doctor when I grew up and I was like, nope, I'm not going to follow in your bloody footsteps. I'm just <laughs> not, I'm not doing that. Um, oh so, man. So well, do you have like, um, so what point are you at right now in your career? Have you chosen a specialty or kind of where are you at with that? Yeah. So that's a good question because the medical training is like the most convoluted, like it's almost like 
talking about different kinds of planners. You're just like, I don't understand when you first start. So um, I finished medical school in 2014. And so mm -hmm. after you finish medical school, everyone does residency. So that first year of residency is called intern year. So I did my residency, including my intern year in general internal medicine um, in Chicago. And that's actually the field my mom is an internist. So that's the same specialty she did. So it was really cool to like yes. have, you know, all this stuff in common with her. And then after I did my three years of internal medicine residency, um, I went on to fellowship. So I started fellowship in 2017. It's a three-year program. Um, it's a hematology oncology fellowship. So at the end of this in, in June, I will be specialized to treat um, all cancers and then blood disorders, basically. And oh, so I'm wow. in my last year, basically. So it's been a 10-year road, um, mm -hmm. but I'm almost there. Yay, that's exciting. So <laughs> how is that working with folks who um, like have cancer or who are dealing with that is that is that a heart like is that I imagine that's a very emotional type of job to be in yeah so it's um it's definitely a unique area in medicine but um you know for me I'll talk about how I actually figured out I wanted to be an oncologist so I actually after my first year of medical school was pretty sure I was not going to be a doctor medical school is horrible no one likes it so I don't know why I thought I was like this isn't fun at all I don't want to do something that's not fun but of course sure. no one likes medical school so after my first year I was like well I want to I actually wanted to kind of change career paths that I was telling my mom and she was like well that's fine you should do whatever you want you shouldn't be a doctor because I'm a doctor you should go find what you love and so she was like do you want to shadow some some physicians this why don't you shadow some people this summer and you can see if you like it or not and I was like okay and so we actually um there was a oncologist in our town and he was like really well liked and known by people and so he was like yeah you can shadow me so I did and literally that first day I walked in I was like mom I'm gonna be an oncologist and she's like oh that's great and he was on this weird call schedule where he worked like 21 days in a row so I worked 21 days in a row with him in the summer wow. and I bought all my books for the next year early I tabbed them my types of cancers like I was set and I never looked back and wow. I think it's a couple of things like the patients in oncology are so special like the relationships you have with your patients um are just like second to none I don't know some of my patients like when I came back from the wedding they were like please like show us show us more pictures and I'm like no like I'm running behind the next person is waiting they're like that's okay like they can come over and look at the pictures too and you know they're just rooting for you and like one day I didn't wear my wedding ring to work and my patient was like Dr. Singh what's happening with your what with your marriage why where's your ring today so you know and and you just root for them. And I think, you know, every time we have a scan that looks good or someone is cancer free, it's like the most exciting thing in clinic to have these stories of people that, you know, had these rare miracles happen. On the flip side, of course, there's people that can't be cured. And um, you try as a doctor to kind of give them the highest quality of life and the most dignity in their life for the time they have left. And that part is still hard. You know, when you have patients that you know are getting sicker slowly and you don't have any medicines that are going to do what they need to do. So definitely that part is hard. It's really good to talk to your colleagues about it. Um, I've actually teared up in front of patients because you just care so much. And it, even though it's often the, the medicines that are failing them, you can't help but feel like you're the one failing them. Oh. And we all Aww. talk to each other about that because we just care so much and we want to do what's best for our patients. But on the flip side, I go to work every day with like a mission to like be the best doctor I can for these patients that need me to have these, that these conditions that, you know, that need emergent, you know, treatment plans and their patients who are scared. And for me, I, what, one of the things I think I thrive on, I hope I thrive on is that I try to talk to my patients so that when they walk out of the room, they know everything. I always, you know, we're paper people. I tell them to bring a notebook and we talk about stuff. And my philosophy is like, you know, I want to be the kind of doctor that if one of my loved ones went to a doctor, like that's the kind of doctor I, I want to be me to be. 
I would want my mom or dad to go to me. Like that's how I mm -hmm. treat all of my patients. Like am I giving the care I'd want for one of my loved ones? So um, I don't know. It's a really special world, but my patients like mean the world to me. So I, I love what I do. I feel so blessed. I love that. That's a fantastic story. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you for letting me. That's so interesting because, and Caitlin can relate to this, I know, but as teachers, I think that we feel similarly in that I want to be the kind of teacher that I would want for my children to have. Yeah. yeah. And on the flip side of that, like when we feel like maybe, you know, if a kid is not putting in their effort or they've got something going on at home, that it, like we can't control. Like, I think we also have that similar feeling like it's out of our control, but we feel like we are failing them too. So, yeah. 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 Like mm -hmm. we feel somewhat responsible, even though we know, like, did I not find their passion? Did I not, is there something that I could do differently to motivate them that I'm not doing? Um, and yeah. then a lot of times the way that we respond to parents when we have parents that contact us, I am often thinking about, okay, so if I was, if this was my child, if this was yep. one of, if this was Daniel or Hannah and I had emailed their teacher, like how would I want for their teacher to respond? And I try to, you know, yeah. remember, and it's the same with like, okay, so if I had a loved one that was in the hospital, what kind of doctor what I want for them to have and like that's that mm -hmm. that I think that that is what makes and I don't want to say like that you know I'm good at my job but I mean like that, I think that that's what makes a good, a good doctor teacher. and a good yeah. teacher mm -hmm. and you know people that in in these kind of positions that are so public service kind of related yeah. right um you know it's almost it's just, more of a vocation than a job yeah yeah and just making mm -hmm. sure that you know there's so much empathy that goes into it, like to make sure that you are, you know, feeling what they're feeling and all that kind of stuff. So um, you shadowed an oncologist and that's what, because my question for you was going to be, did you have cancer in your family that made you, because when mm -hmm. you were telling that story, I kind of teared up. My aunt died of ovarian cancer a oh, few wow. years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, well, it was just so difficult because I mean, she lived with it for years. I mean, like, seriously, like, she she lived with it for a really long time, and there were so many, like, high points where we thought that things were looking up, and it is just such yeah. a, it is such a roller coaster, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's a hard road to walk. My sister-in-law's um, partner right now has a type, I don't even know what type of cancer it is, but he had a tumor in his jaw, so he had to have half of his jaw surgically removed, oh, man. and then reconstruction, and then they also found some cancer on his thyroid, so now he's getting ready to have thyroid surgery, too. Wow, and see, yeah. one of the things <clears throat> that I didn't understand when my aunt got sick was that, like, you can have ovarian cancer, and it starts in your ovaries, Yeah, but then it can show up other places in your body, but it's still ovarian cancer, you know, like, yeah, it's the yeah. same type of cancer just moving. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was and just that, dormant and then it came back. Yeah. Right. And that was so yes. interesting to me because she had, um, she had a lump like in her neck. Oh man. Um, like yeah. after she had already done like all of her treatment and they had kind of said, okay, we got it. Like you're good for a while. Then she had a lump in her neck and you know, I was like, well, are you sure that that's not like, like, how is this not like a different type of cancer? And she's like, no, it's the same cancer that I had in my ovaries. So it's still ovarian cancer. 
but it's just yeah. showing up other. And like, I yeah. learned all of these things in talking with her and it's just so, and then my friend Aaron died of breast cancer and I mean, she fought breast cancer for like five years. She had some kind oh of metastatic gosh. breast cancer that was just like the most resistant to everything. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, she knew when she was diagnosed that it was going to kill her, but yeah. she decided that they were going to treat it every way that they possibly could before she yeah. gave up. Like there was not going to be any giving up. It was going to be, okay, so we've done this and this didn't work. What's next? We've done this and this didn't work. What's next? Um, and she was so brave. And I just feel like that so many of your patients have to face, they have to be so brave. My patients are actually the ones that give me the strength to do what I do. I mean, um, we're in a field in oncology where it's, it's good for our patients that there are so many new drugs. Like every month there's like six new drugs for, if you look at all the 60 different kinds of cancers and that it's exciting from a point of view of someone who's treating patients because we're hopefully finding more cures for more people. Um, It's a lot to keep up with. Of course, like I'm always studying, but for me, I'm like, yeah, but this is for my patients. Like if I can find this new drug that just came out in the market and treat someone and they can be cured of their cancer, like that is the most, like that is what drives me to do what I do. And so my patients are, what inspire me and so and maybe this is selfish but when I look at the things that my patients go through on a daily basis like my life seems so easy and so privileged because I'm privileged to have health and you don't Mm -hmm. realize how lucky we are to be healthy until you're not healthy and you know they go through just so many things and I've had you know, I'm just so impressed with my patients by the battles they face and how strong they are. I mean, they give me the strength to do that job I do. So I know people from the outside are like, oh, like you must be so busy and you do all this stuff. And I'm like, no, my job is easy. I prescribe the medicines. My patients are the ones who go through all this, you know, like I'm just there to help them. And so I think that's what keeps me going. It's, um, it's just, you know, you're there for them. And there's patients that, you know, I know when they're coming, I, you know, we share stories, they're, you know, they're friends of mine, and I don't have children, but Buljeet always jokes, my husband jokes that they're like my children, because I'm always checking up and making sure everything is okay. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little, up, I'm not uptight, I'm a little type A, I would say, when it comes to patient care. But that's just because I want to know that everything is going as well as it possibly can be going, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And what you said about what having your like being thankful that you have your health, but you know, because you don't know how wonderful that is until you don't have it. That's so true of Derek, who is my sister-in-law's partner. Um, He was a 20, like he's a 24 year old guy who was like running around riding dirt bikes, doing all this stuff. And now like, especially with like this coronavirus stuff, like he can't even leave his house basically right now because he's on chemo and immunocompromised and just kind of watching, just kind of watching that. Like it's, it's an amazing battle that he's fighting for sure. Yeah. So yesterday, well, I'll just tell the listeners yesterday we were supposed to record this. <laughs> right. And, um, yeah. we don't talk about, we don't talk too much about how difficult it is to coordinate three different people's schedules. Mm-hmm. And especially when we have, when we're dealing with three different time zones. <laughs> right. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. you've, you've got me over here with my planner and I, that's all I have. Like my, like my weapon is my planner. And I'm just like, okay, so it's this time at Caitlin's, Caitlin's land, Nina land yeah. at this time and Leanne land at this time. Um, so yesterday you were in a meeting about the coronavirus and we were like, let's just reschedule because it was just, it, things were just too crazy. And 
for yeah. whatever reason, Caitlin and I were so tired yesterday. It was <laughs> ridiculous. I don't know what happened. Well, I don't know what happened to us because we both, every time we talked on the phone, we were like, I'm tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> we had a case of the mid thirties. <laughs> we did. We really did. I love that. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh my God, Thursday is the worst day of the week. And then when we put together the idea that we could do this on a Friday night, it was like, okay, so we'll have some adult beverages and we'll have a good time and it'll be fine. Yeah. So what you have told me more than once now in the DMs, which you're going to be like my new doctor friend, like when I ever have a doctor Medical question. Advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to send you pictures of my moles or anything oh because you're God. not that, you're not that kind of doctor. Like, I'm not going to be like, is this, is this still have a problem here? Um, but I mean, oh you know, God. oncology, like she might actually, she might, you might. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure that you want those pictures and that you welcome oh those God. pictures. I'll put um, them in my planner. <laughs> yeah. Print them out with your little like HP sprocket and then just like stick I'm them dying. in your planner. Um, memory planning. Yeah. <laughs> Leah's mole of the week. That's my one little mole of the week. No, it's spice chaos skin problem. <laughs> <laughs> Why do these women not wear enough sunscreen? That's going to be the question. Um, oh, no, what I want to know, <laughs> what I want to know is, you keep telling me that that you know those of us that are like healthy and in our thirties, like don't really need to be that worried about the coronavirus. but tell our listeners, like what is going on? Like you will have inside information that we don't. So, let's so I don't know if I have inside information, but what I'll interpret kind of what the CDC is telling. So definitely this is a virus similar to other viruses. So, you know, um, the flu or influenza, H1N1, you know, different things. Um, they have seen a slightly higher mortality rate with uh, coronavirus compared to some other traditional viruses. But it's hard to know if it's actually an increased mortality or if the patients, like the population of patients is more elderly patients that we're seeing getting diagnosed because they're the ones more likely to go get tested also. So mm. there were some cases kind of around the country. Um, the bigger thing is, is we just don't want it to keep spreading because there are immunocompromised patients. And that's why we have the meeting is because our patients in the cancer clinic are going through chemotherapy and don't have immune systems. So we need to find a way to prevent any spread to our patients. Um, and that was really the focus of the meeting. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, because legally and medically, I have to say that I'm not saying that every 30 year old should go run wild and, you know, lick everything outside because <laughs> definitely don't do that. You're going to come at That's me what we do. Um, I lick everything. You yes. Guys. Don't let me go wild. Don't lick me go wild. <laughs> What if they can't but, go wild? They won't. Why would you even put that into the universe? You take that back. Nina, right now. are they going to cancel go wild? I hope not. Um, I hope that all this gets contained and we can put it behind us. Um, okay. But uh, I think the the concern is really for patients who are older and have lower immune systems. But again, I'm not telling people who are younger to go run wild, like, like into the world. I think it's good for everyone to be cautious with any kind of illness because Watch you know hands. it's. Exactly. Yeah. I saw yeah. a good thing that said, wash your hands like you don't want your mom to see the club stamp. <gasps> oh. <laughs> that's a good yes. one, right? Like that's that's that a thorough hand yeah. washing. <laughs> if you're gonna wash your hands every time just like that, like you're washing off the club stamp, then that might help. Um, that's right. Should well, people with respiratory concerns be concerned about this COVID nineteen? 
I mean, I think you should probably go get checked out because, mm-hmm. you know, there are many things that are respiratory that are not going to be the COVID, but yeah. it's probably just a good idea to get to get checked in areas. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Well, that's what Caitlin is like. <laughs> Caitlin's going to wear the mask on the plane. I, well, and... I'm an asthma person. I have asthma, so I'm a little bit at a higher risk, I think, for most things like the flu and other things, too. Okay. Well, um, you know, if you want to, we can talk about your asthma for a good long time. I mean, <laughs> send me pictures of your inhaler. <laughs> Could you write me a prescription over Instagram? <laughs> well, I can only prescribe in Illinois, so probably not. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, well, I've been feeling really, really stressed out, Maya. Is there a prescription that you could write for me for my being stressed out? I mean, I will send you stickers if that helps. That yeah, would be great. Okay. Take your stress right down. That is, you know what? That is that is what lowers my stress is stickers. To be honest, a prescription with you. Yeah. for stickers. A prescri- yeah. <laughs> I love that. A prescription <laughs> for stickers. Um, so, how do you utilize your planners? I'm going to say planners because I'm assuming that you have multiple in your Obviously. job. Like, how how does how do you utilize your Aaron Condren products at work and? Have other people like caught on to this and realized that you're so much more together because of this or? So it's, um, I use the monthly, the deluxe monthly Erin Condren planner because it has, so that one I never share on the gram because it's all patient information. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm never going to share that of course. So, Mm -hmm. but it has a monthly layout and has pages in between. So I prep for my clinics for the weekend. I write stuff down about patients on there. So it's, you know, it's a private, private, uh, book. And then when I'm in clinic, I, you know, so it's always hard because as doctors are pressured to write these perfect notes, but also we want to be talking to our patients. So I never want a patient to think that I'm not talking to them, but we have to document everything they tell us because we're very micromanaged with how we bill for things. So um, what I do is I usually talk, look at my patients and write things down that in that same notebook that I've already prepped. So they feel, you know, so they feel heard that I'm listening to them and then I'll type it up, up kind of afterwards. So I use that afterwards. And I use a different color to write things down. And then when I, when I review that clinic for the day I like highlight the things I still have to follow up on like some lab tests take a week to come back and things like that and while these all do come back in the electronic record the amount of tests I'm ordering like I can't go through every single like I have to know on my end like what things to triage and what things are important so it's helped me a lot because it's also helped me in training to write things down because I'm learning from my patients too um and actually because of that a lot of my co-fellows had actually asked me like how do you use these products and stuff so I actually asked Aaron and Sam I told them I was like they are just like fascinated with this planner world and one of my attendings actually one of my bosses is really good friends from college with with Aaron's sister-in-law they both went to Vanderbilt which is like a really? small world wow and so this is the funniest story they were at a reunion in Vanderbilt okay and um Carol runs into her and says hey like um I know a doctor who's a cancer doctor in Chicago just like you she's in India getting married right now and my boss goes I know her too and they sent me a picture together and sent it to me just oh, at a bar, you know, and so it was like my two worlds exploding. So my attending was like so fascinated with this world, and um, she she's incredible. She's just an amazing woman, and I just look up to her so much. But she was like, "Can you get me a planner and teach me about this world? Can you do a class for us?" So I told Aaron, and Carol told Aaron too. 
So she sent over some products and actually we had a planner party. We talked about incorporating our goals into our planners, how to become better doctors by using paper planners, how to plan out all the things we juggle in fellowship. Um, and so now almost all of my co-fellows are using Erin Condren planners. It's so, it, it's so cool to see my two oh worlds my collide like that. Fantastic. Yeah. I love that. It really is. And how do you feel about like really bright and colorful covers? I love them. Okay. So I, you know, usually when I'm in a room with a patient, it's, so I don't know how patients feel about it, but I always keep, like, I always have it open to that page that they're on so they don't actually ever see the cover. One of my attendings did make a joke. He looked at my notebook and walked back and was like, why does it have your name on it? I was like, because it's mine. He's like, why do you need a notebook with your name on it? And I was like, do you want one? He's like, no, I'm good. But oh. it was just so funny. So now every time I have a new Aaron Connor product, I made it a point to show him. I'm like, look at my new thing. He's like, that's nice. <laughs> so, I think he needs one with his name on it. It's so good. So yeah. I think he is a paper person. So we're going to see. Um, do you, so what name are you putting on them now? Oh, so I'm actually putting, um, I uh, changed my name actually. So it's it's my middle name is Singh and my last name is Mangar. And it kind of works because Buljeet's middle name was already Singh. It's kind of like we joined together. Shut up. And so, That's sweet. Yes. So oh, his name is Buljeet gosh. Singh Mangar. And so now I'm Nina Singh Mangar. So we're kind of a team that way. And then when we have kids, their middle name will be Singh and their last name will be Mangar. So it's kind of like we joined together. Yeah. Oh, that is so awesome. Now, you want to know what's funny is that um, my mother, um, her mom, my grandmother, her last name when she got her last name, her maiden name was Hester. And okay. then she married a man also with the last name Hester. No relation, obviously, Aww. but they just both happened to have the same last name. So she didn't have to change anything like and I always, I always make fun of her. I was like, okay, so your name is Louise Hester Hester. And she's like, no, <laughs> that is not my name. But you know, like she just, I thought that that was so cool. And um, that was my middle name before I got married was Hester. And people in middle school and elementary school used to make fun of me because it was not a very beautiful name. But now that I'm an older person, I like see the value in like family names and maiden names being your middle name and all of this kind of stuff. And um, when I dropped it, when I got married, I felt kind of sad, but that is so cute that you guys have the same middle name too. Like that is very sweet. Yeah. That is very sweet. Uh Oh, we I matched. Some, we were meant to be. <laughs> I hear some beeping. What's happening? Hold on. Oh, it's not me. It's not me this time. <clears throat> Are we, Hopefully it's not me. Oh, I didn't know if somebody was like, well, I mean, sometimes it sounded like a microwave. Yeah, I know. Sometimes Caitlin will like. <laughs> I have a little bit of podcast ADHD. She does. Like Caitlin will, when she's podcasting, like make dinner or, um, wow. I'm impressed. Know. I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, she does. Sometimes there's just not enough time, you know, I'm working, yeah. busy working like, mama. She'll be like, I'm just going to sticker my planner while we're <laughs> or making this I was podcast. Cutting, I was like cutting the sticker and Leanne goes, are you cutting? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you lied to me? Oh I <laughs> was cutting. Oh, microwave. Who's microwaving? I think Fuljeet is microwaving. <laughs> so I don't know. You can hear it in the other room. Is it yeah, That yes. is amazing. Your microphone is good. 
Very I good. mean, it's just an old, like, you know, I guess I can endorse Apple products now. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Oh, hashtag yeah. not sponsored. Well, you know, oh that couldn't be me. We don't even, we don't own a microwave. Oh, that's right. Caitlin doesn't own a microwave. <laughs> I do not. I'm well, old what school. Do, what do you do then? What do you mean? What do I do? <laughs> Like, what, uh, when, I, when, I have an air fryer, so I use that a lot. Um, I love my air fryer so much. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. I also have an Instapot, and that's really good for reheating leftovers. And then sometimes I can put the oven on low, like if I don't need it right away, and like just let it warm up that way too. What? How do you reheat things in an Instapot? Uh, I'll send you a link. I, it's a lot. It's kind of a lot of steps. So I'll share, so, I'll share a link with oh, you. Okay. Okay, so explain to me why those steps are better for you than the microwave. Well, okay, so I'm not I'm not a doctor, so I'm not 100% sure if this research is correct, but microwaves do have a little bit of radiation and I'd rather not put that in my body. Wow, okay. That's just well, me though. You you know what, you're not wrong. That's just so, me. That's just me. And if anybody like for everybody out there who uses their microwaves, rock on. Rock on, sister friend. Oh, well, I'm not going to stop using my microwave. Ever. I I just don't want any listeners coming for me <laughs> thinking that I'm No, you should do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You're a okay. grown person with autonomy. You do what what you want to do. Yeah. Well, let me right. let me ask you this, Caitlin. Do oh, you geez, use anything do you use anything plastic when it comes to your food or are you all glass and uh, glass or metal? <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I have a friend who one time she came over to the house to have a play date. And I served our kids their snacks on like these plastic Ikea plates. And she was like, oh, no, she was like, how are you serving them that on that plastic? And I'm just like, um, because I'm just a person. But that's uh, only at home, too. Like if I'm out and about and I'm like getting grab and go and it's in a plastic container, I'm not going to not get it because it's in a plastic container. Well, I mean, so. seriously, the little kids plates from Ikea are like three dollars. Yeah, they're, and, and they're cute. They're cute, and they hold up really well. So I was just kind of like, lady, you don't need to come in my house and tell me that I cannot use <laughs> that's this true. plastic That's true. I feel like plate. that's rude, too. I wouldn't do that, either. Like, if I came to your house and you were doing whatever. She was I like, would, no. Yeah. She said, if I like switched to all glass. Everything is glass. And if, you like time, went, if you, like, served my kids something that was with their food allergies, I'd be like, um, they can't have that because food allergies. But that's Well, of course, they have an allergy, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah, right. but, I mean, like, no one, I don't think that they had an allergy to the, pla- I don't think that the plastic on the plate with the carrot <laughs> sticks was really all that bad. So how did this nope. end? Oh, <laughs> she finally was just like, you know what, I'm going to allow it today. I'll allow it. <laughs> Yeah, and I, you know, that was the one and only play date that we ever had with that family. Oh. Yeah, and the kids were sweet, and I don't think that the kids cared that the plate was plastic. I really don't. Of course, they're kids. They don't know Uh, that kind of thing. Um, and I didn't microwave the plastic. Let me just put it that. Oh, that's true. That I wouldn't do that for sure. But this is the same person that, after I had felt so accomplished with my meal prepping. I had mm. meal prepped. I had done like an entire week's worth of breakfast and dinner. Mm-hmm. Not dinner, but like I had done like an entire week's worth of breakfast and lunch. Oh, perfect. And that is really difficult for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't always get that meal prep done. And I took a picture and put it on my Facebook page of like my meal prep. And she was like, are you really going to leave that stuff in those plastic containers? She said that on Facebook? Yes. Oh. Oh, heck and, no. and I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to move my food into some kind of glass dish. But then she asked me, are you planning to microwave that food? 
And what I had made that week was pasta salad, which did not need to be microwaved. So I was able to say, no, I'm not going to microwave this. But now every time I do any kind of meal prep, I think about that. Like she's in my head, Mm. you know, like I don't Mm -hmm. know like how bad it is for me to be microwaving my Tupperware, but I I guess I'm not supposed to do that. Um, Well, I mean, I guess you'd have to do your own research, but there, I mean, there, you could put chemicals with plastic stuff into the food when you microwave it or heat it. So I okay. probably wouldn't recommend that, but like right. if you do it every once in a while, you're not like going to die the next day. Right. Well, and I mean, you know, it's kind of like what I said before I went to Chicago. If I yeah. am going to die of the coronavirus, then that is probably <laughs> just the way that I was supposed to go. Oh no. So if I'm, if, if I manage. Caution to the wind. Yes. If I'm, no, I'm not saying I'm going to go around and lick things, Nina. I'm not going to be Don't lick here, me like, at Go Wild. Keep your tongue inside your mouth. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to be your, licking things. Keep your hands uh, and feet inside the ride. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, if I need to microwave my lunch in a plastic container, like once every other day or something, sure, then, I'm, yeah. then that may be just the way I go. I don't know. Well, and if someone else makes the choice to not do that, like, I don't really think it's their place to like come for other people unless they ask for the information you know well and you know when she said that I did say well could you please provide me with a link to a credible source that's right and she did not have any response to that like she not 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 the the links were not available somewhere but I'm just saying that she did not come back at me with like some kind of amazing Associated Press link or some kind of something that was, you know, credible. Right. So I just... Well, and my choice to not use plastic is more environmental than, I guess, health-related because I just feel like there's a lot of plastic floating around in a lot of our oceans. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, too, with that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's... And, that's <clears throat> yeah. Well, well, who knows? Who knows what he was microwaving <clears throat> on just now? I mean, if right. he was... No shade, um. no shade. Rock on. Rock it was on. a styrofoam cup. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's a bad doctor. It was a styrofoam cup with soda in it. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, I used to work as a lifeguard in the summers, and I once saw a lady put soda in her baby's bottle and give it to her at the pool. <gasps> yeah. That was hard not to say something. No. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, there was not that episode... there's really like not that there's anything wrong with drinking soda occasionally, but like it's probably not good for a baby. Well, how does okay, it come so... out of the bottle? Does it foam out or? It's <laughs> a great question. I was not. <laughs> you that know what funny. I mean? Yeah, I don't know if soda goes well with rubber nipples. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Quote of the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's going on the shirt for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you know caitlin there was an episode of um malcolm in the middle where they were giving the new baby jamie like a whole bunch of energy drinks and lois couldn't oh figure yeah out. do you remember that yes. lois couldn't figure out why he was so crazy and giving her such a hard time and then at the end of the episode you see one of the kids Reese giving, giving him... it it yeah, was Reese. <gasps> yes of course um, it was Reese. Yeah, I was going to say, Nina, did, did you watch that show? Because <laughs> yeah. that's one of the things that Caitlin and I bond over is Malcolm in the Middle. Yep. I just rewatched the, all of the episodes and seasons with my kids, and I was like, this is so much more fun as a parent. <laughs> yes. My children love it, too. So, yep. all right. All right. So let's talk, you know, talking about, like, your man microwave and stuff and all that kind of stuff. So... <laughs> 
you know, that's that's just so um, that's so hot to like think about him. And they're like quality food and he's not like he doesn't need you to come in there and make him something to eat because he can microwave it himself. He would starve, though. I'm working all the time. If he waited for me to come home to eat like he would starve. That's right. No, I feel that way about my husband, too. Um, yeah. mainly because like you guys are talking about the microwave right now and I cannot remember the last time I even touched anything in our kitchen. I, I, I really can't, no. I cannot remember. Um, because Andy is like all about all of the making sure that the kids have dinner and all that kind of stuff because I'm just, I don't know. I just stay busy. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your love story? Like how did you guys meet? And you said that you were like ready to get married after three weeks. Like how long were you engaged? And just what did your family say? And I just want to hear like the whole beautiful love story. Yeah. So um, when we went on our first date, I really was not feeling him. I was like, oh, this is going to go anywhere. <laughs> and it was little things um, that it was just like miscommunication. So I remember telling my roommate, um, hey, I'm going on a first date with this guy. And I don't think it's going to go anywhere. So I'll probably be home in like an hour. And two of my co-residents at the time, I was like, they want to go to the rooftop because I we live in a building. You know, I live in a skyscraper in Chicago in the middle of the city. And I was like, they're going to come over and they have some beer. So let's all go up to the rooftop and we'll have some beer. Tonight. It'll be really fun. But I have to get this date over with because I'm, I feel like it's rude to cancel, even though I don't want to go. So he that same day was also in Chicago and he had a flat tire and he like he had a flat tire like downtown. So it was like really stressful. And he also wanted to cancel the date because he had had a really bad day. But he also is like too nice like myself. And he was like, no, I should just go. I don't want to go on this date. And then I was slightly sassy and was like, I don't like when people are late. You need to be on time. And then I was like 10 minutes late, like doing my makeup. (laughs) I walked inside and I see this super handsome guy at the corner and I'm like, oh. He's so handsome. And I sit down and he just has this like warm smile. And we just started talking and we met at this wine bar called Eno, which will be the name of our dog when we get a dog this summer. Um, And we just started talking about our families and our lives and we just meshed so well. And he was just the most kind and enthusiastic person I'd met. And it just felt like we have different personalities, but we're like the same person. Like we have all the same viewpoints on everything. Like we hate all the same people, I guess. Um, and so that night we were, we went to the, we went down and we walked by the water in Chicago. It was in September. So it was warm out. And we sat outside and talked about our families and our goals and all this stuff until like three in the morning. We were on a date from like 8 PM till three in the morning. And then he walked me home to my apartment and I was like, I'll drive you home. He's like, no, it's okay. Like I can, I can Uber. I was like, no, no, I can drive you anyways. And, so we were both trying to be like overly nice and then the next day we met for brunch so I literally went home and then I realized when I got home because I eat all the time I had not eaten in like eight hours but I came home and ate everything in my fridge and then my roommate and I during the date my roommate was texting me like hey like when are you coming back and I was like not coming back he's very hot not coming back <laughs> yeah she was like okay she had like abort mission very attractive man and I came home and I ate everything in the fridge and she was up it was like three in the morning she's like how was it and I was like he's amazing and the next day we went to brunch and you know why I know I loved him because he actually was like you know I'm not feeling this mimosa would you like it and I was like I would love to finish your mimosa thank you and I just like sit down along the side and then that day he was actually moving like his stuff changed with his work so he was like moving away like a week after we met each other and I remember just thinking like wow I'm really bummed out this guy is moving back to Canada 
And so, like a week (laughs) after we met and like then he came a weekend later when he was moving his apartment and um, we like, we had a dinner date and I had a glass or two of wine and I was like, I think I'm in love with you. And he said to me, I love you too. It was three weeks into knowing each other. And it's now when I look back, I'm like, you guys were silly, man. But we said it to each other and I, I giggled and said, so like, are you my boyfriend now? He was like, I think I am. And I was like, well, then we have to make this distance work. He's like, yes, we do. And then he moved back to Canada. And at that point I was in my, mid to late 20s at some point it was a couple years ago and so I had told him like you know it just stinks that we're long distance because I think it would be easier for us to figure out if we're the person for each other if we're in the same city and this man is so incredible three months later he like changed it he didn't change his career but he changed and shifted a bunch of stuff in his life and he moved back to Chicago so he moved back and we started dating and we knew pretty early. Um, actually, after our second date, I called my dad. My dad has never, ever met anyone that I've dated. He doesn't hear about that stuff. It was pretty much you bring me one one guy because my dad is stern when it comes to that stuff. And after our second date, I called my dad and I was like, yeah, this guy's amazing, dad. Like, he's awesome. And we met each other's parents. Like a year later, our our parents met. That was awkward and terrifying. My mom made <laughs> way too much food. She made food for like 30 people and like two people came over. Um, and then and then we got engaged and then, you know, the rest was history. But I, I don't know. I, when I met him, it was like he was my best friend and we just fit. And he's taught me a lot about, I think I had some self-confidence issues before I met him. Um, and I don't even think I realized it. I think as a woman, I always just like, you know, apologize for stuff or didn't see the, the power that I had just being the person that I am. And um, it's not that I need a man to, to think that I'm awesome, but he just um, loved me for me. And it helped me realize like, wow, I am an awesome woman. And I am not even woman. I'm an awesome person. I can do these hard things and I can do anything I want. And I just love that he supports me, even if it means he's like waiting for me to get home where I'm working till 11 p.m. at night. And it's, you know, it's often at his sacrifice. So like for Valentine's Day this year, I, it was my turn to plan. And he's like very romantic. So I take it very competitively I want to out romance him which is very hard to do so (laughs) I had planned all these things but like work ran late we had a sick patient I had to take care of stuff at the hospital and I text him like I'm so sorry do you want to go to stop one this is what it is and he's like no it's okay like I'll wait for you and then I missed even the second part of this long series of dates that I had planned I like ran there last minute and I was late but he's always so understanding about it so it's nice that I can live the life and have the goals I have and he's like always there with me supporting me along the way Oh my goodness, wow. that was so squishy and cute. I just loved it. I know, I know. I know. I was like vomiting as I was saying it. No, it was like, <laughs> no, it was no. adorable. You own that story. You own I know. It. And I need, yeah. I need a little bit of that. I've been married for 10 years, almost 10 years this year. And like you get into your little comfort zone. And I feel like I'm just kind of like this old, comfortable married human at this point. And so it's nice to be reminded about to push to um like stick up the romance to like pump it up a little bit yeah well congratulations oh thank you yeah well it is hard to be married as long as we have but you know what Caitlin and I were talking earlier about um the stuff that we wear to bed Mm. and um (laughs) (laughs) and Caitlin is like super into the like extra long night shirt and then just like (laughs) It being super easy access to just oh like God, pull stop. up that night shirt, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, well, Nina is a newlywed, so she probably wears negligees to bed every single <laughs> night, and 
just like talking about like how different it is to be married for 10 years versus being like newlyweds. Um, so who set y'all up? Like, did somebody, how did you meet him? So we actually met online. We met on a dating app and it's so funny because Perfect. the only reason I was on this app is because it was hilarious because people would say, men would say these like incredibly inappropriate things to me and I would just tell them off which is probably not a healthy thing to do but it was just like absurd and I was just like I'm deleting this and then he messaged me and I mean I, I guess that's why I was on that app so do you want to know what's so funny so after we started dating I was just like head over heels in love because I just met this amazing person and I was just like I just admire so many things about him and I think we've made each other better people and so I would talk about him and one of my friends who's a planner friend and she, we've been following each other for maybe at three years at this point she had sent me a birthday gift and a painting before she actually went to medical school with him she was like oh my gosh this is crazy I can't believe she's like oh I should have set you guys up like Oh, so long ago. And so, world connections. Yeah. And so she was at our wedding and I had never actually met her in real life until she came to India as, you know, on the groom side, cause she's known him for so long. So that was really, really special. Um, and so it's just so funny how, you know, your planner world, your real world and all these things, uh, kind of just blend together. I want to know how does he feel about your like, because believe it or not, I mean, you say what you want to, and you haven't said this, but I mean, we've had a lot of our guests say, oh, no, 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 I'm not an influencer or anything, but you are, like, you totally are. Um, Am I? You, yeah, yes, you, you are totally an influencer at this point. So how does he feel about you and your planner, like your public planner life? So it's funny because when we first, I think on our second date or first date, he was like, just so you know, I have a really popular Instagram. I was like, you do? That's awesome. He's like, yeah, I take a lot of photos. I was like, that's so awesome. He's like, I have a lot of followers. I was like, how many do you have? He's like, I have a thousand. I was like, that's awesome. And then I was like, let me show you my Instagram. It was really funny. (laughs) And, um, but he actually loves it. So I, before I met Bill Jeeth, I hadn't told a lot of people about the planner world in general. Um, and I think now I'm really open about it at work and things like that. But it was like my secret life before I met him. And when I told him about it, his jaw dropped and he was like, that is so cool. He thinks it's fascinating. And when the products come in and he gets to see them, like he's like, oh, this is really cool. Or he has ideas about product development and he gives feedback to the company and stuff. So he thinks it's awesome. The other thing I really love about him is he's so supportive. So one of the things that I try to do on my Instagram is support other women, um, especially as a woman in medicine, as a physician, there's just so many differences you see because of your gender as a woman. And I always try to empower other women through Instagram and he's always cheering me on and he's like, Oh, you should do this. Like, I loved how you said that. So he's really supportive about it. I would say the one thing is, is I'm an open book and he's much more private. So I think we need to come towards the middle. And so now there are certain things that, you know, if they involve him, I always ask him if I can share it because certain things are his life and he never signed up to have, you know, 20,000 people following him. So there are certain things mm-hmm. that I, you know, I check in with him. So it's kind of a balance, but um, he just thinks that he's fascinated by the whole world with the conferences and the stickers. And it's, it's actually really cool to see him discover the world. So is he, would he call, would, okay. I'm trying to like come up with the right way to, to say this because there are some people that are offended by this word. Would you call yourself <laughs> a feminist? Yes, and I'm not okay. offended by that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not either, but there are some people that are, like, super, like, nope, I would not call myself that. And, I mean, like, there there are some feminists that give us a bad name. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, there's extremists in every group. Well, of course there are. So, I mean, you know, there sure. are, but for, for, for whatever reason, feminist has become like a dirty word. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> so is he also, would you consider him a feminist too? He is a major feminist. Sometimes I think he's more of a feminist than I am. Like we okay. constantly are teaching each other, you know, like when you grow up in society where men and women you know, society teaches us certain roles that men and women have, whether regardless of whether they're true or not. So you kind of have to like, you kind of catch yourself making sure you're not assigning gender roles to people, you know, that you're, you're looking at a person as a person and not as their gender. And so we kind of have taught each other along the way. It's been an open conversation or I'll say, oh, I think that happened in the situation because of X, Y, Z and we teach each other. So he definitely is, um, he definitely is a self-proclaimed feminist and I love that about him. Okay, awesome. Because I know that my my husband is too, and you know I have a lot of students. I, I guess it's mostly probably my male students, and I know that it's the demographic where I teach. But I have a lot of students that you know they have the same ideas that I do, but they don't want to call themselves a feminist. They don't want to say that word, or they're embarrassed by that word, or then there's people who roll their eyes at that. But one of the things that drew me to you was your, you know, pro women stance all the time. And I just, well, I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, Caitlin and I are always, you know, women support women and babes support babes. And just, you know, like we Uh are very, we're, we're trying to like listen to all of the other planner girl podcasts and, you know, be there for our sisters and our community and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just very inspirational to see someone who has a platform that is the size of yours being able to, like, put that out there and not be, you know, not be shy about it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not it's not be like it's not be shy. Um, yeah. And, and then we both have daughters. So I think, like, for me, that's like a driving force as to why, like, I continue to push for like, you know, equal pay in the workforce or like women in math and science and that kind of thing. So because I want her to, which she does, my daughter, I would say is probably the most amazing <laughs> feminist that I've ever met. She's she got, definitely is. She, <laughs> she is, is rocking awesome. her with confidence. Yeah. She is. That is so cool. She's got more confidence than I do when she's in middle school. (laughs) I know. She's awesome. And um, she is so, she's awesome. She's five foot seven. She is 12 years old and she has short blue hair. So she's a really She's going to change the world. So that's awesome. Hats off to you for raising her that way. Absolutely. And like she went through things starting in like fourth grade where girls would start to like pick apart her body or like start to talk about those things. And I was just like, well, what do you think about your body? Do you think you're awesome and she's like yeah I think I'm awesome <laughs> so that's I awesome that we just gotta keep sweet well and my my favorite <clears throat> I love when I'm looking at my daughter and I'm seeing her in this place where I know that I once was where you are just like so free with your body and yeah. you know she runs around in like her tiny little skinny jeans and no top and eats cookie dough out of the container. Right. What and was that picture that you sent me where she was sitting on her bed in her underoos or something? Yes. Like, like she's she just she she's just in that place before you hear all the negative messages. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm always trying to capture her in moments where she is just living her best life. And I worry that she is one day going to be inundated with these negative messages that I have been, you know, bombarded with. 
and that it's, you know, I'm trying so hard to not instill in her the same fear that I have in me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've dealt with eating disorders since I was 15 years old. And I kind of like made a promise to myself that my children would never be exposed to the kinds of things that I was exposed to that I think played a role in developing the eating disorders. And I've been trying so hard to like make sure that she knows that I think that my body is beautiful and, you know, like being a good role model in that way. But I just, I would love to be able to just for a few minutes, like go back in time and remember what it felt like to just sit in your underwear and just eat ice cream out of the container and like not, and I mean, I guess I could do that now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like one time Delilah came home and she said, she goes, one of my friends said that you're fat. And I was like, I am. And she, she was like, wait, what? And I was like, I have a mirror. I know what my body looks like. But you know what? The difference is between me and other people is that I love my body no matter what size, shape, all of these things. Because it gave me you guys. It gave me you and your brother. And I love it for that. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so and maybe we should all take fun. a break and get ice cream and eat in our underwear and keep talking <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> well, yes. you know, I, I wanted to say that, you know, before we started recording, I had dinner and my dinner was a bowl of coffee Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Yes, girl. Because Delicious. for whatever reason, that is what I decided I wanted to have for dinner tonight. And I ordered from Instacart and had them bring it to the house. And I had the pint of ice cream brought in, and I and I got some chocolate sprinkles to go on it, too. Perfect. And I was like, this is dinner. Like, this is what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. And I'm not saying that that's, like, a healthy choice, and I don't do that on a regular basis. But for some reason tonight, I was like, I'm having wine and ice cream, and I'm going to podcast with Caitlin and Nina tonight. <laughs> yes. I love that. You do, you, boo. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I think so- it's so awesome that you are so thoughtful about how you're raising your daughter because of the things that – how you were raised. Like, that's how you change the world. That's how you change – how we view women um, is by being so thoughtful like that. So I commend you. Like that's the kind of mom I want to be like, that's so cool that you're doing that for her and, well, and for your son, you know, like for your kids to make well, yeah. this world a better place so that they, you know, don't see gender as an obstacle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Totally. And, you know, I want to make sure that both of my children see that I have confidence in who I am right now. You know, that I don't need like any improving now, you know, whether or not I believe, you know, and want to constantly be like making myself a better person is one thing. But, you know, as far as appearances go, I don't feel like it's important for them to be hung up on how people look. Yep. Exactly. Um, Yep. I rocked, I rocked a bikini at like a size 16, 18 on the beach in Hawaii. And my daughter was like, are you going to wear that bikini? And I was like, heck yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, I am. Because this is my body and it's a bikini body. Exactly. Exactly right. Well, and, um, not too long ago, I think I was getting ready to take a shower and Hannah looked at me and she was like, your tummy is big. And I was like, my tummy is perfect. Yes, Mm -hmm. girl. And that's what I told her. I was like, everything about me is perfect. And then I just kind of did like a little dance. Yes. Like in my underwear, like with my belly sticking out. <laughs> I, was, I just did like a little dance. And she was like, mom. And I was like, nope, I will dance around this entire room. Um, <laughs> so, you know, when what I saw for my mother, my mother hated her body my entire same. life. Yep. Same. And yeah. she never yeah. had an she never had an ounce of weight to lose. She was always very thin. 
And she always looked very beautiful to me, but she always hated on herself. And I just feel like that, 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 you know, definitely made an impact on myself because I felt like, well, she does not see the value in people who are overweight. She feels like that they are a certain type of person and that they're lazy and that they're this and that, like just the way that she kind of made me feel about it. So I just have been very careful to not, to not instill those things in my own children. And not that I blame her because there's a lot of things in my life that I need to take responsibility for. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it is just one of those things that I have been very careful about. Yeah. Um, Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. But think about our mothers. Like I also think like the social pressures that they had, you know, feminism wasn't even a construct. I think like when my mom, so like my mom, when she was in residency, um, she got made fun of a lot by the, male doctors and stuff like that they used to have a foosball table like in their lounge room and when she would play she was really good they would tell her nice cervix instead of nice serve which is so inappropriate and I just think like I think the reason our moms were so critical about their bodies is that they were raised in social pressures that were even more stringent than ours and I think Mm -hmm. as every generation you know those things get better for women and more liberated so in some ways I kind of feel bad for my mom because I feel like she feels these social pressures as a woman that I will never feel but I am grateful for her because I think slowly we are changing how every generation of women are but yeah I, I, I completely relate to what you're saying when you talk about that. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I have been trying to do for myself is I have been trying to, you know, cover my Instagram with, you know, models that are of all different kinds of shapes and sizes so that I am kind of conditioning myself to feel normal when I look in the mirror. Does that make sense? Is, I know that that probably yeah. sounds like the, the word normal is not, is not nice, but I have been, you know, following all of these plus size models on Instagram because they represent who I am and I am able to then look in the mirror and it, there's something about the images that you put in your mind and those images definitely like take hold in a certain way. Um, but you know, that's not to say that I know that Nina, you are like way into fitness and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I know that, you know, I probably should be too, but I know that for you, it's probably more about health than it is like vanity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love working out to me. It's a stress reliever. You know, I deal with anxiety. My job also makes me anxious sometimes. And when you're in a field that's changing so rapidly, you want to keep up, you you hold yourself to a high standard, you know, you want to give the best to the patients you take care of. So for me, I exercise for a couple of reasons. The other thing is, is I want my heart to be healthy. So in 70 years, I can still be running, you know, so but absolutely, I think people use fitness as punishment. And it really should be a celebration of what your body can do. It's not a punishment for what you look like or don't look like it's to celebrate your internal organs, not your external appearance. Yeah. Right. And I think that that is like that. That's that's the message that. So the other day, the other day, this is so funny. We have a treadmill in our house that I bought because I was like, yes, I I want to be on this treadmill. And then we had it for like a couple months before I ever got on it. And then the other day, I just went over to the treadmill and just like started walking on the treadmill. And both of my children came in and they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, we have this here so that I can walk on it. So I'm walking on the treadmill. And they were like, oh, that's awesome. 
I hope you have fun. And then I just left the room and it was no big deal. But, you know, it's just like, I, I think that it is one of the things that I am striving for is for them to see, you know, for them to see me like at least attempt to lead a healthy life. Um, yeah, that's so but, awesome. I love but not, that. But not to be like, you know, so uptight about it that I am instilling like something negative in them. Just, I want for them to see like, and Caitlin, you're doing a really good job with yours because I always said when mine were babies, like, yes, we'll eat organic and I will make all of their food and all of this stuff. And I did make a lot of their baby food myself. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. But I mean, there but there also, also has to be balance. Like, yeah, yes, there were we're also in- a lot of jars. <laughs> yeah. And we're into like organic and crunchy or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, eating from glass and no microwaves, but you know, my 12 year old this year decided that she didn't want me to make her lunch anymore. And she wanted to have hot lunch at school. And so we decided, you know, as her parents that we we're like, okay, well, I think it's probably pretty healthy for her to be able to make that choice and to be able to decide she's been exposed to, you know, what we think, but you know, it's important for them to be able to have their voice too. Oh yeah. So let's switch gears just a little bit and just talk real quick about go wild because that is like, yes, that is coming up for all three of us. And you know, all of this is, you know, super, super important, but what's really important in our lives is go wild. I mean, yes, absolutely. Um, (laughs) so how many times have you been to go wild, Nina? So I've been to every go wild. Oh my gosh. I thought thought that that's okay. So Yes, like for the next few weeks, all of our all of our guests are going to be like, what we're calling you guys are wild guests. <laughs> That's right. Um, You've either been to go wild, like your go wild vets, or you're speaking, or all of those things. So what what is the best thing that we can expect? Like the best so, thing for like what's the best thing for you about go wild? It's kind of like Disney World for planners. Oh my gosh! It's just like the most magical happiest place on earth it's like if you won the super bowl you're like where are you going i'm a planner i'm going to go wild um it's just so magical and there's so many details that you can tell that so and i think as a planner you appreciate details because you know what it takes to plan something right so there's Mm -hmm. just every detail is beautifully executed everything is so thoughtful from little details in the hotel like the elevators might have go wild stickers on them or um you know the get the key cards have like the go wild logo just little things like that there's an app and there's gifts on um insta stories that are go wild related you know every little detail is just so magical and you feel like you're a kid in disney world because you're talking about paper planners and the other thing is as women who empower other women you guys are just going to be in your like these are your women because of course it's a it's a conference for men and women you know there are some men that attend also but there is a lot of focus on empowering women um, entrepreneurs who've started businesses through the planner world and it's just such an inspiring place to be to be around all of these amazing planners um i don't know it's just it just lifts you so it's gonna be amazing okay oh, i'm so excited well we we have. I had the Chicago Planner Conference that I needed to. I didn't want. I don't want to say get through. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know, my my conference journey this year has been. I started small and then I'm working my way up to go wild. Yes. And um, you've been busy. Yes, I have. And the Chicago Planner Conference was amazing. And I know that go wild is like fifty times what that is. 
Um, but it was so cool to be around people that were like, yes, we listen to your show. We know who you are. We know who Caitlin is. We know things about you. We know, we know. Oh my gosh. That just blows my mind that anyone knows (laughs) my name or that like, I'm an introvert or like anything because being on social media is so one-sided, you know, like (laughs) lots of people know lots of things about me, but I don't know hardly anything about them. Yeah. And people come up to you and talk to you about things. And Nina, they know that you're a doctor, so I bet you get lots of people that are like, could you look at this mole? <laughs> could you, you know, like, could you, so I'm, I have a sore throat. Could you tell me why? Or, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, because people, because people do know, people know us and we put so much of who we are out there on the show right. that it's funny because when I was in Texas at the um, Planner Delight conference, there were people that were telling me about their health problems. They were like, well, I listened to your show the whole time that I was in the hospital with my mom with her. And then they named some kind of horrible thing. Oh, And, you know, I just all I could say was, well, I'm glad that we were there to, like, bring you some comic relief of some kind, like while you were going through a tough time. And, you know, I it's just it's so interesting to, you know, be around people that are into the same things that we are. Yes, your people. Yes, because the people in our regular life don't get it. Right. Well, and just have to have like, for me to have like a minute to focus on, you know, me and not worry about, you know, trying to podcast and make dinner and like work and, you know, taking care of the children and stuff. Like I, of course, my husband's home a lot too, but I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be a minute to like breathe and just like have a momcation, I suppose. (laughs) Yes. So I will say that one of the other good, great things about Go Wild is like for me, for a while, Baljeet and I were also long distance. He was in LA and I was in Chicago, but now he's back here. Um, So, and then our families are all over the globe. So every, and then I'm working. So my weekends were like working or seeing someone and, you know, just pulled a thousand ways. And I feel like Go Wild is the one weekend a year. It's like just about me. It's not about my work. It's not about all the other things I have in the air. And I'm sure you guys with careers as moms and the podcast doing everything. It's just like, it gets to be about you and like something you love and just selfishly about you. Yeah. And that's definitely how I felt when I was in Chicago that, you know, this trip and it wasn't just about, I mean, like I met a lot of amazing people and it was obviously about them too. But what I was hoping was that everyone was having that same like escape from reality that I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That just like kind of getting away from, you know, being in a crazy environment, but being away from your regular crazy and experiencing a little bit of a different kind of crazy. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So is there anybody that you're like really looking forward to hearing speak? Um, I mean, I know that you've heard everybody before that's, I mean, is there anybody new that you're looking forward to or? So cloth um, and paper, a hundred percent. I think their inserts, their products are just amazing. Um, uh, I'm also looking forward to meeting clean. Oh, well, if I get to meet clean mama, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. As someone who's not naturally a clean person, I would say I'm organized with my time, not with my space. I'm just so inspired by this empire that she's created. Um, but I'm also really looking forward to Lisa Renna. I'm so excited to, yes. to hear Lisa talk. She's hilarious. Well, and I, you know, I only, I, I am not a Lisa Renna person from her like real housewives days. I I was I was a Lisa Rinna fan when she was on Days of Our Lives. Yes. <laughs> and you're an OG was, fan. <laughs> yes. She was she was Billy on Days of Our Lives. And I just remember I was always Team Billy instead of Team Hope. 
And um, no, some people may know what that means and some people may not. Um, Did you know that she is from Oregon? No. I'm pretty sure she's from Medford, Oregon. Look at that. She's just from right around the corner from you. (laughs) Yeah, not right around the corner. That's like a seven hour drive, but (laughs) (laughs) in my seat. (laughs) Well, it's a lot further than from North Carolina. (laughs) Yeah, don't forget to take your Uber over here to Oregon. (laughs) Oh, my my goodness. Well, I I just, we are so excited to go to Go Wild, but I think that one of the things that, that we're most excited about is like getting to meet everyone in person that we've been talking yes. to whether there have been a guest on the show or somebody that we've been dming because ashley from cloth and paper is going to be on our show yes she is <gasps> oh that's awesome yes yes she is um we are we're lining up like this whole like list of go wild people and everyone has said yes like heck yeah they have we we are so flattered <laughs> that people are like yeah like amber um Damask Love is coming in a couple weeks and then sending oh my long letters. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you ask me? These way cooler people are coming. <laughs> no, oh, because no. you are super rad and we adore you and we were super excited oh, to have you, you kick this off for us. I'm sorry. No one is no, no one is cooler than you. Are you kidding me? Like I Yeah. So when I started using Aaron Condren products, um, I asked Julie mm-hmm. of Julie's plans, I was like, who should I follow? And she gave me this long list of people to follow. And you were one of those people. And you are like one of my favorite. You and Lakin are like my two favorites that she told me to follow. And I like some of the other ones too. And, you know, I I, I like to see the Erin Condren stuff in my feed. But I'm just, you guys, I don't know if it's just because like I know that you're friends. And like I'm, like your friendship is very sweet to me. And, you know, that she was at your wedding. And I mean, she was one of your bridesmaids, right? Yeah, her and Jeanette um, were two of my bridesmaids, yeah. Yes, yes. And I just, I I don't know, like, experiencing your special time, like, through the eyes of your friends and you, it was just so, it was just the coolest experience. And um, have you saved those stories in your, I haven't looked, have you saved those stories um, in your Instagram so that our... I have, yes, I have five wedding highlights. So okay. Okay. Stories. Perfect. So, because I mean, seriously, the whole wedding like unfolded in the Instagram stories of like Sam and Aaron, and then um, Jeanette and and Lakin, and I just I and then of course you, and I just feel like <laughs> course, you know, yeah. of course, that you know, if our listeners want to go back and kind of see that, that you guys you can all go and kind of watch the magic because it was so awesome. Um. So, Caitlin, how do you feel about moving on to currently page time it's currently page time that's a random little jingle that we did we don't do that every time <laughs> we don't have like a jingle that really works for that yet so oh, that's i funny. think that's your jingle that's our jingle there we go it's, it's whatever we come up with at the moment <laughs> that's right it'll be different every time <laughs> it's currently page time hey caitlin yes girl Aren't you sick and tired of not being able to find trendy and cute plus-size clothes? Oh, girl, yes. I hate only being able to buy moo-moos and tents. <laughs> well, those days are over because I just found the cutest online boutique. Wait, is it Chic Soul? Yes, how did you know? Because I already shopped there and I can't believe how adorable everything is. I know, I just got my first order and every single thing fit me perfectly. That never happens. Oh, I believe it. 
Chic Soul has tops, dresses, rompers, jeans, leggings, basically everything. And the clothes actually fit a plus-size woman between sizes 12 to 24. Exactly. They aren't just regular clothes made bigger. These are clothes that are tailor-made to fit plus-size bodies. And guess what? Chic Soul has teamed up with Spice Chaos to offer our listeners 15% off. That's right. Enter promo code SPICED15 to save 15% at ChicSoul.com. That's promo code S-P-I-C-E-D-1-5 for 15% off. Happy Happy shopping. shopping. All right. You want to kick this off? Uh, Yes, I will start and then you can go after me. Sounds um, like a plan in our planners. It, we're pl- hey, I have it written in my planner. Um, I got it written right here in my planner, too. I'm looking at it. <laughs> All right. So, Nina, what are you reading right now? This is not exciting. I'm reading a hematology journal because I have a test coming up in a couple of weeks. So I've been <laughs> studying around the clock. So I'm not that exciting. I knew that it was going to be something study related. And, <laughs> and I want to say that I have loved your journey through your different kinds of note cards. Thank you. Oh. I'm a note card fiend. <laughs> like you were like, check out my neon note cards, and I was like, yes. Everything I was so is- excited. Mm-hmm. Everything is easier to learn from a neon note card for sure. That's right. Heck yes. Mm-hmm. All so right. hematology, that's blood, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's blood. Job. So heme is blood. So hematology is a study of blood. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Ooh. see, I know things, y'all. You do. You do. You know the things. <laughs> I think that's the English teacher in you, though. You were going root words, root words. Yes, I'm trying to find those stems. <laughs> oh, jeez. You did it. Started. You did it. All right, Nina, what are you eating? I have been binging blueberries like nobody's business. And oh. the thing is, is, I can go through a carton in one sitting. Like, that's not a problem. Like, there's not that many in a carton. So, Buljeet has been doing the groceries lately because I've been busier. And so, he will buy more and more cartons. And every time he's amazed, he's like, "How I bought six cartons. You ate them all. I'm like, yes, you brought them into the house. I'm going to finish them all. So. <laughs> You're going to have to start going for frozen. Those are pretty good, too. Yeah. Well, last night, I was like, hey, we're out of blueberries. He's like, yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, See, so this, good. We have had this conversation before with guests because we've had people that are like, I'm really into watermelon right now. Or, I'm really into pineapple. And I'm just like, I should eat some more fruit. <laughs> have you eaten more fruit? Um, well, my favorite snack right now actually is strawberries and banana. Well, that's good. You yeah. won't get scurvy. That's no. good. That was my <laughs> no. what my mom would always say if we didn't eat fruit. She was like, you need to eat some fruit. You're going to get scurvy. And I was like, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can I can safely say, well, my son does eat apples, but that's Ooh, the only nice. fruit that he's been eating lately. So I want to say that, you know, a person can survive without fruit and not get scurvy. But my son does occasionally. <laughs> he will eat apples. Well, they got to get so, vitamin C somewhere, I suppose. I, I know. That's right. Oh, wow. So, um, do you know why the blueberries or it's just, <laughs> they're just little, little sweet bits. You know, they don't take much work. You just pop one in your mouth and that's it. They are the easiest fruit to eat. You're not going to cut anything. You just wash them and you, you're on your way. Yeah. There you go. Do you take them with you to work and everything? I just binge them at home. I don't think I can be trusted in the clinic. I'll just start eating. Talking to <laughs> I got to keep them at home. <laughs> now, I do love my blueberries in a cobbler and in a muffin. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. I do, but I mean, I, I've, I've been known to eat a raw blueberry too. So, um, very, very, no, I can't with like you. sushi. I can't, I can't with you. <laughs> you can't. I know you can't. Uh, <laughs> okay, so what are you watching? Do you have time to watch anything on TV, or do you watch any so, Netflix? Usually, I don't. But Buljeet had turned on Love Is Blind, and we could not. Stop watching. I have got to I have got to watch it too. I have not started. You guys, I so I I don't watch shows typically that are reality TV. I've never watched a season of Bachelor or Bachelorette and it's a similar theme, but I could not stop watching. I think it's because it's all there in one thing, so you can just binge it quickly. (laughs) But we were at one point like screaming at the camera, like, well Jesus, like, no, like you should walk away. This isn't going to end well for you, Mark. And I'm like, no, Mark, like, make it work. And it was just like, and last <laughs> night the reunion was on. And I was like, well, geez, we have to watch it. He's like, oh, I know. It's streamed. It's on. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, that is so cute that y'all can that watch it together. Oh, my gosh. If I told Andy that we needed to watch that show, he would be like, no. He's like, Brian a- would be like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Andy is such like a TV snob. I um, know. Hey, Brian is too. So, Nina, do you like The Office? Oh, I do go. like The Office. Oh, phew, you passed the test. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> okay, then we are now immediately best friends, like, forever and ever. Because... Did we just no. become best friends? Did we? Yes, yes, I think we just became best friends. There's, uh, there's an Instagram uh, that's just, like, medical memes from The Office, and it's this <laughs> medical student that's made, and it is hilarious. Like, I will cry laughing, and it's just so well done, because it's, it's just amazing. So and oh he, my I gosh. think he or she gained like four hundred thousand followers instantly because it's just so funny. But yeah, love oh, office. Good. Okay, well please <laughs> find that for me and like send it to me in my story so that yeah, I, can I will. That because I I no I love any <laughs> I love anything office related and lately all of my like Facebook stuff has been giving me quizzes from BuzzFeed about the <laughs> office and I've been taking all of these office quizzes <laughs> on BuzzFeed. <laughs> Like, which one is your soulmate? You know, like, yeah. who, is Michael, one is? And who is your soulmate, Leanne? Who is your office soulmate? Um, Michael, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine would definitely be <laughs> Dwight Schrute. <laughs> um, no, I think that I, I, I really do fancy myself as a very funny person. And I want to be like, you know, people say I'm the best teacher. <laughs> and you know like I can totally see myself buying a cup that says like world's best teacher <laughs> buying yourself a cup mm-hmm. like I don't know why like but I, I see I, because like it's funny because Michael he is he says these, these things and he comes across as such an idiot but he's actually a really good salesman he is, yeah. He is. That's his talent, right? That's how he got where he got. He can sell yeah. it, right? Like, he's really good <laughs> yeah. at his job. And that's what's so funny yeah. about it is that, like, <laughs> you know, I'm always like, oh, yes, I'm a hilarious teacher. I'm such a funny teacher. I, people say I'm the best teacher. and then, But I'm actually, like, kind of good at my job, too. <laughs> they fear how much they love you. <laughs> so... Oh my gosh, this is fantastic. Okay, <laughs> next one. Next on the list. What are you loving? So I am loving you, ladies. I recently binged oh, your podcast to prepare. Oh, and oh, no. I, so one of my best friends is a teacher, and we went to college together. She's an amazing, amazing person. And while I was in medical school, she was figuring out, figuring out her rhythm with teaching. So we were going through similar transitions where she was making all these lesson plans and, you know, had all these expectations for her students. And we both kind of developed in our careers at the same time. 
And she has just shown me so much insight into how much work it takes to be a good educator. And I can tell by what you guys were saying earlier, how much you value what you do. And I don't think people give enough credit to educators and teachers. So I just think you guys are awesome. You're changing the world. You're making the future better. And hats off to you guys because it's a hard job and not very few people can do it. So I'm loving you guys. Oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I know. Thank you. I, Thank I, you. That's very sweet. Well, and it, it helps that we like what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my mm. gosh. Our, my stu- I can't speak for your students, Leanne, because I don't know them, but my students are a riot. <laughs> yeah. I have, so I have, like, the, I have the coolest <laughs> students this, this year. I mean, I've just – because my students are, like, 18 years old, and I have right. to say that people that are that age are the most – they're so interesting, like the way their brains work, um, because their oh. brains are not developed yet. Like, and I know right. that your middle schoolers are definitely not there. Oh but my gosh, just... I have twelve and thirteen year olds because I have seventh graders. Oh my mm. gosh, they are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but there are so many people that do this job that don't genuinely love children. Right. Yeah. And and I'm not. They look, shouldn't I, be. <laughs> no, I know. And I was at, okay. So I was at my son's school yesterday, and I was surrounded by first, second, and third graders. Mm-hmm. And all I can say is that I I don't think that I could teach elementary school. Right. But my son's teachers come up to me and say, "How do you teach high school all day?" <laughs> so it's just different types of people work well, better with yeah yeah with mm-hmm. like different ages so and I just truly love working with teenagers I just they, same the, yeah <laughs> so um well that is sweet because no one Caitlin no one has ever said that no when one has asked, said that when we ask them what they're loving no one has ever said us like that but is the sweetest so thing sweet. I've ever heard I no know, like one I've... of the most impressive things about your guys's podcast is like oh my gosh two educators who are planners who are talking like that is so cool to me so yeah I'll <laughs> pass off to you guys well we are having the best time like the time of our lives <laughs> yes um, we are and we are so like we're always talking about like how much we love each other and how I like know. fun we're the so much fun that we're having. So right, our um, our magnetic souls connected over this podcast. It's I like know, and we She's get my to, planner get soulmate. To, yes, for sure, and we get to talk to the coolest people in the community. I mean, Heck like yeah. it's just so. And then you know, this has just been so fun talking to you. What are you are you planning anything? I mean, you just finished planning like the world's biggest wedding. So I mean, are you <laughs> do you have any plans right now? Are you guys planning anything? We are planning many things. So we joke that our lives, like we're like, I think someone posted a meme that was like, being an adult is just saying, oh, but next week it'll get easier until you die. So like, that's just, like there's always something. So um, yeah, so when I graduate fellowship, we are, you know, my, my new job is about 50 minutes away from where I live right now. So we're in transitions um, with moving. So that's coming up for us. Um, I take my final boards in October and it's kind of a cruel joke because so I'm, 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 I'm double certified in two specialties oncology and hematology but it's so cruel because the tests are back to back only offered one day the entire year so oh, October wow. 20th and 21st like why do they do that like make them a week apart it's a lot of material so <laughs> I'm studying for that right now um, so those are and then we are going on a delayed honeymoon in May, and we're going on a Disney trip with our my extended family is coming from India. Some of the kids are who've never been to Disney, so we're planning that. So it's never just a steady state over in the Mangar household. It's, it's always <laughs> something going on. So we're planning all the things. 
wow, why would they put those two tests like that? I know. I was. It's because when you recertify, so every ten years you have to recertify, so you only have to take two days off of work. But oh, for yeah. us doing it the first time, like I start my job in September, and then in October are my tests, and they make like they used to have the the, the easier one. By easy, I mean the pass rate is higher. That one was mm-hmm. first, and then the harder one was second. They flipped it this year, so that's good. But oh. yeah, I don't know <laughs> yeah. why they do that. Wow, that is a lot of pressure. Well, and so one of my attendings. Yeah, well, she was she was six weeks postpartum, so literally oh, on her breaks during this eight-hour test, she was pumping because you know she hadn't planned to get pregnant and have a child at that time, but it's only offered once a year, so you got to do what you got to do. So she right. was, uh, yeah, so so she did it though, yeah. Well, you did things kind of the way Caitlin did because Caitlin like had her baby, planned her wedding, finished her graduate degree, like Caitlin yeah. did everything all at one time. Yeah, in 2011, we had a two-year-old. We were planning our wedding. I was getting my master's in teaching, and we were buying a house all at the same oh, time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 Or maybe do it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, see, like, you're kind, of, you're kind of on that same track because, like, to plan your wedding and be finishing school, because you guys very easily could have waited until you were done to get married. Right. We but, didn't I want mean, to. You didn't want to. I mean, like, yeah. who, who, wants to, who wants to do that? So. <laughs> Yeah. It's more no. fun to be busy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are you feeling? Let's get deep. Let's take it deep. Um, I'm actually feeling really excited for this year because it is so many big changes in my life. So my word of the year is like inauguration, which is like an election year, something like that. But you know, like I'm finishing this like 10 year journey I took through my 20s and this skill I developed. And there were so many times that it was so hard and I thought I couldn't do it. And I'm just like, I can't believe that I'm finally here at the end. Um, you know, there's so many new things for me. So you know, with our marriage, we're hoping to start a family sometime soon. Um, we were just, I feel like so many things in my life are finally starting. And I know you live your life, you know, the journey is your life, but there's so many journeys I've been on that are kind of, you know, at the point that I'm so excited to get to. So I'm mostly just really excited. Mm-hmm. Yay. Oh my gosh. Well, that is super exciting that you guys are going to start you. a family soon. Congratulations in Thank advance. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that something that you guys want to do like super quick? <laughs> like tomorrow? <laughs> like I want to, no. I want to see your babies. Like I'm ready for you to have like a, like your like I love to what I love it when people are pregnant. <laughs> so you guys will appreciate this as too feminist we joke that so we're like well you know you know our first kid it will probably be a girl I don't know why we think that like and she's gonna be president of the United States so we have to groom her very early (laughs) and then we're like well if we have a son technically because Buljeet is a Canadian citizen our son can run for prime minister of Canada and and Buljeet is like they can do it at the same time we can have a that's right and just have like Irish so. twins have them really close in age <laughs> oh my gosh that's so. perfect I no, love that's that fantastic. so yes. I mean we're, we're mostly kidding and I feel sometimes I think people think oh my gosh you have really weird expectations of your kids we're mostly kidding we're just excited we <laughs> love our kids whatever they do um but hopefully it's soon you know we have to navigate starting a new for me at least starting a new job taking these boards and kind of mm-hmm. fitting it all in and keeping my head upright so at some so we'll see how things go with the job and we'll kind of go from there yeah well that's exciting it's really great to look at your life and just say I'm excited yeah you know like for that to be what you're feeling like to just be to be looking forward to everything is that's that's very special because 
I don't want to say like, well, when you're 12 years into your marriage, like I am, it's like, (laughs) you've already got your kids and everything has happened to you already. And there's so many things in my life that I'm looking forward to. So I'm not even trying to like pretend that I'm anything less than content. But at the same time, it's like to hear you talk about, you know, we are just embarking on this and we're just about to move and I'm just about to start this new job. And then we're going to have our family. Like, it's so fun to listen to you be excited about like all of the things that are coming because I am a little bit older than you. Um, slightly. Yeah. Not slightly, not, not, not like a ton, but you know, slightly. Um, and you know, I just, you just have so much coming up that is going to be amazing and just, you know, just just buckle up because you're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> Thank right. you so it's much. It's a wild ride. ride. I appreciate it. <laughs> but seriously, like when someone tells you that you've never loved someone as much as you love your kids, and that it's this weird, this weird indescribable love that's for real. So I can't wait for you to get to experience that. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm a little terrified because my mom said I was like the most horrible child to take care of to the point that I'm the oldest. They were like can we really have another kid like this? Like, should we have another one? And then my brother was just so laid back and so chill. And my mom was like, oh, you just wait. Like, your genes are strong. No, it's the opposite. You're going to get the mellow baby because I was the good one. And Uh, we always joke that my son is like my brother who was, quote, the bad one. And then my daughter is like my cousin who is a very strong, she's a redheaded, six foot tall woman. So very strong, like bullheaded kind of girl. So I got the two like strong personalities and I was the quote good one. <laughs> oh, see, well, my mother always tells me when she looks at Hannah and then she looks over at me, she's like, you know, I'm not one of those moms that ever wished on you that you would experience the same <laughs> thing that I did. But I'm telling you, you are experiencing the same thing that I did with, with her as you are. You guys are just the same. And she's always she's always swearing to me that she did not wish that on me. But I'm, I'm thinking that she must have. She must have. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. She's like, one of these days you're going to have a kid that's just like you. And she never she never said that to me. She never did. And she she claims that she did not wish that but that somehow I managed to create a daughter that is exactly like me. Like she is so, we are the same person. Um, That's fantastic. But you know what? I like it. Like, I think that, you know, I'm cool and she's cool and we're cool together. And just, you know, she, my daughter is going to take over this world. So heck yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. She is. She's, she knows, she knows what she wants and she knows how to get what she wants. And I just, I don't know. Like she's, she's got something special. Caitlin's daughter has it too. She really Heck does. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, they do. I love These it. Girls. So, Nina, what are you listening to? So, there's two things I rotate pretty religiously. Um, so, I listen to the Harry Potter audible books like once a year, all of the books when I'm driving to and from work. And then the other thing is, is I love true crime podcasts. Like, I love them so much. Yeah. So, Did we just become so, best friends? Because I, those are my things, too. And it's so funny because if, like, Buljeeth walks in and he listens, like, and then the body was found, he's like, what are you listening to? I'm like, Buljeeth, they found the body. He's like, this is so morbid. But I love wine and crime. Like, I love those girls so much. They are feminist they talk about crime they're just so funny it's my one of my favorite podcasts so I listen to that one pretty religiously and they're going on a tour soon and I'm trying to meet them and take Buljeeth with me and like go to one of their like live podcast recordings so I'm super so excited exciting. for that oh my gosh I hope you can I hope you can do yeah. that 
Um, I went to see My Favorite Murder. Um, <gasps> How was that? Um, they were great. Um, I love Karen and Georgia, and they are kind of my, like, definitely my people. And um, they, you know, the people that follow My Favorite Murder are called um, Murderinos. <laughs> yeah. And there are people that call themselves Planarinos because they oh. are, like, into that I podcast. Love that. And they're into um, planners at the same time. So I'm looking, I'm always looking to meet like some planarinos because <laughs> um, I do, I love listening to true crime. And uh, my husband listens to Harry Potter on Audible once a year too. He listens, yeah. to, <gasps> he listens to all of them every year. Mm-hmm. Just Harry like Potter is my I know life. Like that. I yeah. Harry Potter is life. Hey, what house are you in, Nina? <laughs> yeah, so, what house are you? This is a topic of debate in my household, but I've taken the test twice and I was a Slytherin one time and a Hufflepuff the other time. So I'm a Slytherpuff, but I think it just means that I'm ambitious, but I'm also nice. Like I'm not a racist. I just like, I work hard for the goal that I have, but I also am a puff. So it's kind of a weird hybrid. That's like the weirdest hybrid I know. I am also a Slytherin. (gasps) Love it. Really? You're a Slytherin. I sure am. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm Ravenclaw. Oh, not one Gryffindor in the bunch. Interesting. No, I'm, I'm, a lot of people are always like, "Oh, I'm I'm Gryffindor for sure," and I don't. Nobody think Nobody wants I would to be, be a Gryffindor. <laughs> no, I, I'm. I, I, I no, no. I was gonna say my guess for you was gonna be Hufflepuff. Yeah. But um, um. But anyway, I, I kind of I think that there's good about all the houses and people mm-hmm. that don't know Harry Potter are, are like. <laughs> Like, what's happening? The street, like, they're, like, they're, skipping they're, ahead. They're, like, what yeah. did you say? They're, like, okay, move forward. 15 seconds, 15 seconds. Right. They're just making up I'm like, they're now. still talking about Harry. I'm, like, but Horcruxes. They're, like, it's still happening. <laughs> yeah, they're just making up words now. Let's just wrap this up. Well, Dumbledore, you know. Um, <laughs> like, I just want to, like, continue to say Harry Potter words. Um, uh, my favorite Luna. Harry Potter word is the snitch. <laughs> Oh, what's next on the list? Oh, next on the list is dreaming. What are you dreaming? So we are house hunting right now. And there are certain houses that I am in love with and dreaming about. So hopefully here soon, uh, that dream can come to real life. So that's kind of what I'm dreaming about right now. House hunting was so fun. Very stressful. Yes. Buying a house is one of the most stressful things that I've ever done. But I'm glad that we did it. Yeah, I feel like we argued more during, like, our house hunting than we have, like, parenting, like, overall. Yeah, and some of the things that you see, you just can't believe it. Like, when you go into people's houses to look at homes. Like, one time we went into a house that the bathroom was fully carpeted. (laughs) What the heck? That must have been the nastiest, smelliest carpet around the toilet. Can you imagine? Yeah, and I was like... Andy, what is this? Like, <laughs> where are we? How is this, how is this bathroom like? Com- and he was like, "This is not our house." And I was like, "No, <laughs> this is definitely oh, not our house." But I mean, so I, I like I can see my bathroom from like where I'm sitting right now, and I'm thinking, what if it was carpeted? Right. Like, what if we had bought that house? Uh, you know. Gross. So I mean, seriously, some of the you would have ripped that, that out. Doing, I know you would have. Well, of course we would have, but I just mean like it's just. <laughs> Well, I want to say that we would have ripped it out, but we haven't made a lot of changes to this house. Like we oh, wanted, no. no, we wanted the house to be like good when we moved right. in. Like we didn't want to yeah, have to do a right. whole bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. My friend Tara, they just bought a house, 
And it was one of those homes that they knew when they bought it that they were going to have to do a lot of stuff to it. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, nope, I'm tired just thinking about it. Like, <laughs> I want my house, like, ready to go when I move in. And when we talked to Shay Budget, she was like, well, I want to put some recessed lighting in and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just kind of like, nope, I just want to leave everything <laughs> like it is. But hers was yeah. a new build. Like, so she had all these, like, fresh ideas. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And um, are you, you guys are not thinking about like building a house. You're looking, you're just like looking at places that are already built. Yeah, we're looking at places that are already built. So we'll see, you know, we're still in the process of looking. Um, I didn't realize how picky I was till I went house hunting. And I've always thought of myself as a pretty laid back. So outside of work, I'm pretty not laid back at work, but outside of work, I'm pretty laid back about most things. And I realized that I have very strong opinions about houses. And I don't know if I've dreamed about like where we're going to live for so long, but it's really funny that I'm like, nope, nope, I don't like this random detail. And Baljeet's like really just this one detail. I'm like, yes, this is not the house because of this detail. Well, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's the same thing we told Lakin about her wedding dress. You know, like you'll know, you'll know when you find the house, like it'll be the, it'll feel That's like the true. right one. Yeah. So last on our list, and this applies to me, especially right now, is (laughs) what are you drinking? Well, I'm not drinking grapefruit rosé. That sounds really tropical. I'm being super basic. And so (laughs) it's Chardonnay. I love Chardonnay. I know people make fun of people who drink Chardonnay, but I'm Chardonnay loud and proud. (laughs) I I love Chardonnay. Are you kidding? I love Chardonnay and I love Pinot Grigio. I'm just definitely very basic when it comes to those two things. So... So have you been drinking Chardonnay tonight? Yeah, a little bit. I I was nervous, so I had a little bit before we started. Um, but I uh, just it's been here, yeah. Well, you probably haven't had. I've I've almost finished the big bottle. Oh my god. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's okay. I, I'm it's great. Sure. I like I like to drink. It's true. So. Yeah. And it's and only nine percent. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not god. in that wine club. I'm a beer drinker. Oh, right. that's right. Yeah, Caitlin's yep, in beer. Mm-hmm. Well, I live in Portland, and so, like, we're known for craft beers. So that's been, right. it's been my oh, jam Oh, I was going to say specifically Corona. <laughs> oh, God, no. You. Oh, no. I don't, I don't drink that too on the soon. regular. Nope. Too soon. You guys, did you know that Corona has lost, like, millions of dollars because of this virus? Yeah, and I heard they wish oh. it went to, it was Budweiser virus or something. There was some neat <laughs> Miller Lite. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Man, my jam in college, though, was Pops Blue Ribbon. That's what we used to drink in Ooh, college. Ooh, PBR. Very yep. fancy. <laughs> PBR, goes down really, yeah, PBR goes down really easy after you've had one or two. Yeah, it's really easy yeah. to shotgun. Like, that was the jam in college. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Caitlin. <laughs> I didn't, like I said, I didn't have Greek life at my college, so we had to find something to do. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So, well, Nina, you said you were in a sorority. What sorority were you in? I was Delta Gamma at Purdue. Oh, yeah, okay. You. Okay. Yeah. So, do you still like? Are you still like good friends with all of your sorority sisters? Not my entire pledge class, but you know, there are some girls that I still keep in touch with. My my best friend in my dorm and I, we actually ended up matching in the same house, and so we still keep in touch. Um, she's in Boston, and then it was funny because as Aaron. And I became better friends with Erin Connor, and she's actually a Delta Gamma too. So oh, nice. I was oh, like, "Oh, we're wow. sisters!" Yeah. Oh my so. gosh! I just want for everyone to know if they don't already know this, Erin was at Nina's wedding. Ooh, yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, that's why, like, when I started talking to you, I was like, "I'm fangirling just a little bit because you had Erin Condren at your wedding." <laughs> right. Like, how did that feel? Like, was that? Are, are you guys? I mean, like, was that like? 
it was your wedding, so you were thinking about all kinds of other things. But I mean, like, it was Erin Condren. <laughs> Um, I think that, you know, so we became friends probably maybe three or four years ago. And I've always just really looked up to Erin as a businesswoman, as as a strong woman who has made this career of her own, who's followed her passions. And I think one of the things I really like about her and I look up to her as a role model is she's just really kind. And she doesn't have any ego about who she is or what she's done. And it took me years to like, not giggle after everything she said to me, you know, I'm just like, he, like, Aaron said nice shoes. And so we yeah. realized like we had similar fashion sense. We we're both kind of quirky. Um, she, the thing she talks about is, you know, her biggest advice to a woman with her career is to marry a spouse that is supportive of that. And that's like, especially for women today, that's so important because we already have a lot of things stacked against us. So there are just so many things that I resonated with. And so as we, you know, I use her products more and I worked more with their company. I got to know her better and um it was just really fun to have them there so I know her kids and you know it's I think it's so cool that two of her twins are both like high school presidents of their high call like their high school like that's so cool you know like and I think yeah. like they must see Aaron and think wow like my mom can go out and do these amazing things like I'm gonna run for president of my high school you know so there's just so many things I admire about her um she they adopted two you know, a set of twin boys um, two years ago and welcomed them into their family. And now they have two sets of twins. And I just admire so much that she's done. And so I think, you know, through that, we just, we just became better friends. And so it was cool to have her at my, I don't know, at the wedding. The funniest thing is that her and my dad are like BFFs. You know, at one point during I one know. of the ceremonies, my <laughs> dad was giving her planner ideas. He's like, no, so move this over here and do this. And she's like looking at him and like, all, like taking mental notes, like, because she, you know, it's a, it's a different client than what she's used to. But Papa Singh uses, you know, he uses the focus planner. So he's telling her things for the planner. And like, it's just, it was so funny to see those two because they're really similar. So that was funny. Yeah, I could tell during the wedding that they were like really, really getting along. Yeah. They was, um, have a similar ambition and drive, so they're just two entrepreneurs. So yeah, yeah. that was it, was it was really awesome to see. Um, and you know, obviously, people are friends. She's just a person. I have to keep telling myself that. Um, you know that I am going to get to meet her and go wild. And I'm, you know, she's she's just a person. Like I don't need to be so. Totally. That's what I have to tell myself about Stephanie Fleming. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But what's so cool is that even though they're just people like they created these amazing products that we use in our lives every day that have created these communities so like it's just it's cool you're right they are just people you know as my dad says whenever you're intended by anyone just remember when they get up in the morning they put their pants on one leg at a time too just like you and I was like dad what a weird analogy but it's true right but it's still it's so cool to meet these people who've created these communities these women who've created these communities around products that we love you know like they've created this planner girl community and I just love it. I think it's so cool to get to meet people who've done that. So, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for you I guys. I do too. And I'm very, very much inspired by all of these women who are like shop owners and, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and all of like our community is so filled with women who are out here just like doing boss things. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's what's for me is like so cool about all of the people that I got to meet at the Chicago planner conference was that, you know, like, talking to Cindy, like llama letters, like she's a published author with like the cutest little book ever. And, 
you know, yeah. I mean, like uh, she's, she's so talented and she's so nice. And I mean, she was, she, she told us that she listens. She told me that she listens to my podcast and I was like, Oh my God, she listened to my podcast. And, you know, then I realized that she's just a person who, you know, is doing a job and, you know, we're all just trying to be the best that we can be at the jobs that we have. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. So well, I guess we should go ahead and wrap up. We have been talking for two hours and 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I have a lot of material to put together. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to be a great yes. episode. Oh, my gosh. This has been so much fun. It was just as much fun as I knew it was going to be. And we are we are best friends now. Like, there's nothing that you can do we about are. it. We um, are. Yep. So... Um, why don't you tell them one more time where they can find you? So I'm on Instagram at Nina Planning. So it's my first name, Nina, and then Planning. All right. So that is where you can find her. And you guys can find our girl, Caitlin, over at Creating in Chaos underscore official on Instagram. And you can also find her on YouTube at Creating in Chaos. And she has also just reworked her Patreon. Yes, I have so many fun tiers right now, so come find it. Yes, all the tiers, you guys. Just tons of tiers. (laughs) All the tiers. All the tiers. (laughs) But happy tiers. Happy tiers. Happy tiers tears over on (laughs) Caitlin's Patreon. So go go to her Patreon and check out her new tiers and um give her some support. And um we have a Patreon um as well that is about to get a refresh next week. We have a meeting scheduled so that we can refresh and get back into our Patreon too. So you can Heck find yeah. our Patreon at patreon.com slash Spiced Chaos Podcast. So that is, yep. that's us. And you oh. can find my girl Leanne at Me. Spiced Chaos on YouTube, Instagram, and, you know, she hangs out on our socials as well. So I do. you can find I her on do. the Spiced Chaos Instagram. I do. What do we say? I do Winnie the Pooh around <laughs> Spiced Chaos the all over there. <laughs> podcast, Instagram. That's um, right. No, it's so funny today because we were watching a movie in my film class and there was a there was a kid in the movie that was like, he was a little boy and he had on a shirt and like some underwear. And I was like, guys, it is not okay once you reach a certain age to be Winnie the Poohing. Just stop it. And they thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing they had ever heard, Caitlin. And I was like, I did not even give you credit because they, they don't know who you are. So I just pretended oh, that I came up with that credit. all by myself. Yep. That's okay. I'll, give, I'll let you have the credit. The Winnie the Poohing, that's all you, baby. You came up with that. <laughs> so, that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. This has been so much fun, Nina. Thank you so much yes. for being so awesome oh, and flexible. You. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Like, it means so much to me. I'm so flattered. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. Well, we hope that you've had a really good time because we have. Yes. Oh, my gosh, the best. Yes. And, um, you know, I could keep talking to you for, like, the next four hours or something. (laughs) But I got to feed my kids and get to bed. I got to get out of here. I know. Caitlin is like, oh, my gosh, my children are going to tear the door down if we don't. (laughs) They are. If I don't come and pay attention to them. Well, I was gone all day at a work meeting, too, so they've missed Mama today. Oh, and mine have come in twice. Mine too. And I have shooed them away just very, very quietly. Are Are they winning the pooing right now? Oh, my, uh, my son is actually winning the pooing right now. Mm-hmm. Minus the underwear. Totally yes. in their butt right now. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There is nothing yep. cuter than a little boy with a T-shirt on and no pants. Like, that it's is actually a, sweat, a sweatshirt. Long sleeves and the bare butt. Oh, my gosh. That's Hannah right now. She has on a long sleeve sweatshirt. But she does have on her underwear. She's still. 
parenting she's, win. Yeah, she's still kind of dressed. Like, she hasn't <laughs> taken it all off yet. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> so, anyway, I hope that everyone has a wonderful Monday. And um, go and follow Nina if you're not already following yes, her. do it. She is wild and awesome. And she loves the animal print just like I do. <laughs> Yes. 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 We didn't even awesome. get a chance to talk about that. We <laughs> talked about that with Shay that animal print is a neutral. Yes. 100%. And you can wear it with anything in any color. So we just challenge you if you put animal print in your stories, then tag Nina Planning so she can see it. <laughs> well, so I'm doing a cheetah challenge for Go Wild. So I am wearing one item of animal print every single day I go wild. Like, including flights. And I have more than enough clothes. I put them all out. There's an Instagram post. I have, like, 30 pieces of animal print. I'm not kidding. I know. I saw your I saw your post. I have decided <laughs> that I'm going to – that I'm accepting that challenge, that I have yes, enough animal print it. that I can wear. And you should see, I just bought a new Happy Planner that has animal print all over it. It is so cute. And there's an Erin Condren cover that's got animal print on it that I can't believe I don't already own. And just all of that. <laughs> you guys are things. on your own with that animal uh, print. <laughs> you keep it. <laughs> I know. I know. It's not Caitlin's jam. But anyway. All it right. Everyone have a wonderful week. And um, we will talk to you guys in the next one. Bye, Bye friends. Bye.